0: So, on episode eight of the Jock and Nerd podcast, we are going to be reviewing the Daredevil movie starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Wait, what? No, I'm just fucking with you.
1: It's the Jock and Nerd podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Emrah. Jock and Nerd. All right, if I hadn't fucked up that first take, I totally you had me. You I got me. You, yeah,
0: I did fuck with you on that. I, one. That was good. Now you had to feign that I you did not were see surprised. that coming. Yeah. Um Thanks
1: for listening, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name's Imran.
0: And my name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we finally get to do Daredevil. All Daredevil. This whole podcast is gonna be all about that Netflix original series. with uh, So
1: area. warnings, uh, we're just going to say this. If you haven't watched the show, obviously press the fucking pause button right now. Uh, we'll see you in 13 hours yeah. and pick up where you left off. We, we, you can join the conversation unless yeah. you don't care and you want to hear what we think Then just keep listening for any new listeners, tuning in
0: especially, you know, that want to check out a daredevil podcast. This is the one where we fucking spoil everything and swear a lot. So You are (laughs) forewarned. Yes. You know what this is going to be like? This
1: is like, you know when you have to hold a pee really, really badly, and you think you're going to fucking piss yourself, and you finally go, and then your eyes water. Like, it's so good (laughs) where, like, you get chills down your back, and your (laughs) eyes are just watering, and you're like, God damn, that's the best feeling in the world. This is going to kind of be like that for me. I'm just speaking for myself.
0: Because you wanted to record this podcast for a while. You've been wanting to talk about this?
1: Yes. And I've like selectively not listened to like some of my favorite podcasts that are talking about Daredevil because I didn't want it to influence my opinion. Right. right. We just haven't had time to get around to it.
0: You know, the funny thing is, is if we were to record this podcast right after the show came out, because we both kind of binge watched it. Yeah. 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 I would have, this whole podcast would have been just a love fest. I agree. Um, it's still going to be a big love fest cause it, my thoughts haven't changed that much, but I've gotten a little more nitpicky with time passing by.
1: And it's only been really, it's, it's a matter of a week, a it's week ago, a week. a week ago, if you'd asked me to do this,
0: it would be a lot more uh, fucking... When did the show come out? April 10th, right? Yeah, yeah, So it's been... This is We're recording this April 26th, so 16, yeah. 17 days. Yeah,
1: maybe like a two... It's been two weeks. Yeah.
0: But how, how long did it take you to watch the show?
1: It uh, Oh, it took me... I watched three, two to three episodes a day yeah. from Friday through Tuesday.
0: So you finished on Tuesday of that week.
1: And that's only because I had to work like all weekend. And uh, had I not, I would have finished sooner. But yeah, it was about over. But I think that was the perfect pacing. I don't think I could have binged too much... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's a really, you know, it's like a really slow, intense burn. Yeah. I liked it in those. You gotta let it burn. Yeah. Like I usher. liked it in two, two to four episode chunks. It was a uh, sweet. How
0: yeah. about you? I went, uh, how about you? How about you? Uh, I went four oh. episodes to start. Then I think the next day I did two or three. Okay. And then by Monday of that week, I'd already finished everything. I went like Sunday. I went like eight episodes or so. not eight. That's the, the math doesn't make any sense there, but like four or five in one day and. To finish
1: Man, you guys, uh, we want to know how you guys watch the show. And if you have uh, gone back to marathon it again, I definitely have gone back. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, let's do a little bit of the business. Uh, call the voicemail line. It's uh, You can leave your message and uh, we will play it and comment. It's 312-248-4376. That's 312-248-HERO. Yep. Then you
0: can't you, forget that number. Well, and if you don't want to talk... To us on, uh, on the phone You can email us Oh yes You can email us at uh, Show at jockandnerd.com Send us
1: your uh, comments Feedbacks What you thought about The Hate uh, mail, devil, hate mail yeah. How you watch the show Or you can troll us on Twitter At twitter.com Slash jockandnerdcast
0: Yep And there's a few platforms You can listen to us on
1: uh, Yeah I mean If you're listening to this Chances are We're you know already I- In your favorite podcast app Right but if you're on our website, mm-hmm. you need to hop over to the iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, Player FM.
0: One of those venues. Or, Avenues, or any other,
1: uh, whatever your favorite podcast app is. You just type in Jock and Nerd Podcast, and it will be there. We will be there. We will be there. So, with that out of the way, yeah. anything else?
0: I think we should... Well, these are our initial thoughts, right? This is our initial thoughts. Segment. Yeah, let's do the initial thoughts. Yeah, let's go start that.
1: Segment.
0: all right, whatever. What was the people, where were the people like yelling in the back?
1: There was a conversation going on about <laughs> when you recorded this it? podcast and how awesome it was. <laughs>
0: there's the, we have an audience. Yeah, it was today? a party. It was like a party
1: atmosphere. <laughs> um, I, like, I like that. There's lurkers. They're like, there's, <laughs> there's a was, cat in one clip and, uh,
0: they're like people talking. I wanted
1: to feel like it was like a party, but I think they were talking about like the bachelorette. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so
0: we're going to split this show up into different segments. We're not just going to talk I mean we are going to talk about the show for about an hour hour and a half however long we go but to start we're just going to give some initial thoughts feedback on the show and then we'll dive into other stuff later
1: yeah we'll so. go over the cast in a little bit but uh who wants to start
0: Anthony what what, what did you think overall overall I well I me binge watching the show just shows how much I liked it so I I initially and still, even to this day, I um, was just giddy over the whole thing. I could not stop. I was legitimately sad when I when I started that last episode. You wanted more. I wanted yeah. more. I was like, why can't sh- more shows, more superhero shows be like this? That's the mark just, of a good you, show. Where you just release them all at one time. You put them on like Netflix or something where the, where you don't have to like, you know be as kid friendly. You can just do it to the audience that you think is appropriate. And you just release as much as you can. And you can do like a slow burn. I liked it. I loved it.
1: So many things made so much sense about this. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole time I just kept thinking, finally fucking somebody got it right. Right. You know, it took this whole time, it took the evolution of on-demand uh, TV platforms to, to have someone to get take the risk and mm-hmm. do it right and not give a damn what the critics or the audience or the money is going to say right. but to serve the story to serve the characters and to make a fit in this larger thing oh my god it was just it was, you know the whole time it was poetic uh, it was gorgeous to watch uh, it was well thought out yeah. I mean uh like I said, we are it's going to be a little bit of a love fest. It I mean, I don't think it was quite perfect. Nothing's no, perfect. Nothing's Things can perfect. always be improved. I'm perfect. It was yes, well you're the jock and you are a one goddamn perfect individual. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it was damn near perfect. Yeah. And if that's where they're starting with this, yeah. holy shit it's just going to get better.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was a definitely a, a right right character, right show, right time. Everything lined up perfectly where you know Marvel's on a roll. They used a character that Still somewhat popular, even though that movie from what two thousand three.
1: Yeah, but still iconic. Like, yeah, but and still recognizable. Iconic. So
0: there's a draw there. It's on Netflix, so that's a new avenue. They they could, um, they had the you know it was it was just perfect timing for all these things to come together and make a show that um, I look from what everyone's been saying and, and or of course my opinion as well. It's been pretty good.
1: I feel like this is the the one platform where they've been able to exercise probably the most creative control right. outside of their movies, which. Even then, they have to serve, you know, you got investors, you need to make money.
0: And a PG-13 audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you're, you're, you're stuck with this rating where they, you know, here they were just let loose. And they, you know, you could see them taking so many risks that no one would ever do on a network TV show or even in a mainstream, you know, PG-13. And whatever. if
0: this would have been any other, I mean, the, the violence was appropriate for this character. I mean, if yeah. it would have been like Thor- or maybe iron man yeah. you know the blood would have been a little gratuitous. Yeah. But with this it was it was handled well and it it fits the um the overall themes of and the the setting of where the show was taking place in Hell's Kitchen. Well
1: everything was there to serve the story. The violence was there to serve the story for impact and the story and it was it was just gorgeously choreographed and so
0: well done. Right. I mean I you couldn't I don't think I I mean there were some things you could nitpick but I mean for a first season, I mean, goddamn! You hear that, awesome. folks?
1: Welcome to Shirek.
0: Yeah, there's a ambulance. Oh, that's gonna bleed through in the background right now.
1: This is a daily occurrence here. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't, I would feel weird. Shirek. Like if I wake up and there's no sirens and people yelling, like I'll freak out. I can't. It does, <laughs> I can't. I can't go to sleep if there isn't noise. So, anyways, that's what. It, that's what it's like. It's not shyrac We live in a safe part of Chicago. We do. We we, live <laughs> in in the,
0: we don't live together. The, so no, you live in a safe. The, part of Chicago. I live in a
1: safe part of Chicago. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, relatively safe. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, I don't know uh, how much more we can go on without diving into yeah, uh, the without, meat and potatoes of it.
0: Yeah. Overall, I mean, it was a great show. Um, I can't wait to uh, to see what Marvel produces next on Netflix. As well as what they have in store for this character, and
1: folks, hang choice. around for the end of this uh, episode because we will get nitpicky. Yeah, we'll get in fucking. We, we you know just for the fuck of it, why not? Yeah. You know, you gotta you you gotta stroke them and then you gotta take them down a peg, just so it doesn't all <laughs> get crazy. Yeah, I love stroking. What? Uh, what? <laughs> Anyways, before we do that, yeah. you guys...
0: Before we stroke the shit out of the Before we <laughs>
1: stroke the shit out of the show <laughs> and Charlie Cox, we're going to stroke the Charlie Cox. Wow, that's going to end yeah, up in a really is, bad... This is stupid. Nobody isolate that audio. <laughs> uh, check this out, guys.
0: Are you troubled by the strange ending to Sherlock? Do you experience feeling of dread while waiting for Doctor Who to return? Have you or your family actually seen Orphan Black, Person of Interest, or Sleepy Hollow? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Log in to the home of all things geek, the Earth Station One Network. Our podcasts are on call 24 hours a day to serve all your geek needs. The ESO Network will be
1: right there. We're ready to geek out with you. Be part of the crew at eso.network.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek,
0: classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at eso.network.com.
1: The Jock and Nerd Podcast.
0: Jock and Nerd. So that was actually just a uh, another promo swap that we've done um, with another nerdy promo. So that wasn't us. That was on different podcasts. That's uh, called, w, well, it's on the ESO network. Yeah, we'll have links to all these Earth at, Station uh, One
1: in the show notes.
0: But you can check out that podcast at www.esopodcast.com. But they uh, they support us, so we're, we're kind of supporting them Yeah, as they well. played our
1: promo, and, yeah. you know, it's uh, just nice to play theirs. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll open up our listeners to their audience and yeah. their audience. We'll uh, may, maybe they'll jump out. over here, check yeah. us out.
0: We love fellow podcasters. Yeah, so. man,
1: tell your friends, tell your favorite geeks. Spread the word. And
0: hide your uh, kids and hide your wife.
1: Hide your kids, hide your <laughs> wife. Uh, we'll have links to that show in the show notes, and you'll be able to find that at jockaneer.com slash eight.
0: Okay. So now this segment, we're just going to go right into the cast and just list who is playing which character, kind of uh, give a little uh, um, tidbit on what they're famous for, as Imran, as Imran yeah, put where, it prior to the show.
1: Where they may be where best been. known.
0: And then uh, we'll give our thoughts on each character and work our way down from... Uh, the the lead to the fucking guy that, uh, carried, uh, carried the grip or whatever. No, we're not going to talk about that guy. The
1: best boy. <laughs> the I boy. love good gaffers, man. <laughs> I really, I'm a sucker for good gaffers. <laughs> that nobody, nobody appreciates their work. I'm no, telling you. No one appreciates A good guy. gaff.
0: A gaffer, a grip. No, I'm always down for a good gaff. Ducking nerd. Yeah. So, uh, are we gonna, You want to start with the first guy, the guy that leads yeah. everything. We want to start with the man, the, the man, man
1: himself, Charlie Cox, Mister Charlie Cox.
0: Cox, not cock. Cox, plural. No relation to Courtney. <laughs> no relation whatsoever. That's too bad. Um, Charlie Cox played uh, uh, Matt Murdock, also known as Daredevil. Who doesn't? He doesn't get referred to as Daredevil at all in show until the show. Which is end. great. Yeah.
1: Um, he is. Uh, oh shit! He's British. He's from Britain. He's English. He's from England. Did you know? Did, could you? Could you have told that? Did that come across to you? At you. All?
0: You told me in off air that you could. Rec- you saw. You heard it. Yeah, because he didn't have the New York, ac- New York accent. Yeah, but, a cu- yeah, a couple. But of I things. didn't, I didn't. So, notice
1: it. Uh, so he was on Downton Abbey and The Theory of Everything, which was that uh, recent Oscar movie about uh, what's his face, Stephen Hawking's. Oh, really? Uh, and he's been on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Uh, so he's familiar. You know, I feel like he's good with the
0: episodic television show. Right, he's 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 been in there
1: in the beginning. Like I, I kind of noticed that he was suppressing. His Did British you know accent. he
0: was British before the show?
1: I don't think I did but it, the first episode made me suspicious. I was like, oh, and and then I was like, why doesn't he sound like he's from New York? And I felt like you could feel, you could hear him trying to suppress his accent. But credit to Charlie Cox, by the end of the show he was just Matt Murdoch. Mm-hmm. He was Daredevil. He was Matt. He wasn't even Daredevil. Like when he was in costume, I'm like, oh Matt's gonna get you now. Matt's gonna be pissed. Right. Like he sold it so well. By the end of it, I, I I was completely had bought it and I'd forgotten all about that.
0: And I think he just got better and he's really good. I loved uh, I loved watching him. I thought he was great as Matt Murdoch, and I liked watching him as Daredevil. And he didn't have to act over the top like Christian Bale did when he put on the suit. As Batman. Yeah. You know, Charlie Cox, kind of changed his voice, but not really. Not really. He didn't really change his demeanor. What did you think of him, his blind acting? I thought his blind acting was great. He wasn't just staring off into space. Like, His eyes, I mean, he wasn't always blind. Yeah. The character wasn't always blind. Sure, So the character is used to looking at someone.
1: Yeah, no, I thought he did it well. He didn't do the the stereotypical, you know, head stiff, yeah, Yeah. where, you know, and it's hard to fake that not being blind, but I think we had read a couple episodes ago that he was training with an actual blind person and doing a lot of like method acting. And I think uh, it was very natural. It I, was uh it was a very natural performance.
0: I liked watching him as Daredevil, don't get me wrong. I also, yeah. but I really liked watching him as Matt Murdock. I yeah. liked the I wish there was more court scenes cuz I thought the court scene where he made his argument and yeah. I think it was episode 3. Um, I thought that was that was riveting just to watch yeah, yeah, him. Even in the comic books,
1: yeah, some of the best parts are those like twelve angry men courtroom scenes mm-hmm. where you forget you're like, oh shit, he's a really good lawyer yeah. too. He doesn't really need to beat everyone up; he can fucking talk his way out of anything. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's great, and he's he's endearing. Like he's someone that you you kind of you immediately you like and you root for. He played the character really well,
1: absolutely. Yet yeah, you see this darkness in him mm-hmm. uh, the whole time. You, you know. see the anger in yeah. him when he is Daredevil. Yeah, through the the writing, through the meetings with the priest, he's mm-hmm. uh, you know you, uh, learning about his background. But uh, he, yeah, he, he had a he line, I it. think
0: in episode two, where he's kind of torturing the Russian guy, and he's like, "I'm I'm." He says he's like he's beating him up. He's like I'm doing this because I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Like he has this rage in him that yeah. he plays. He's clearly he's dealing with something. Uh, you know, it's two sides of the same coin. And this isn't the the Matt Murdock we're used to in the comics, where he doesn't kill. Like throughout this season, he was debating to kill Wilson Fisk. It was like, very close yeah, to yeah, Frank Miller's line, Man yeah. Without Fear series, though. Very, he wasn't the hero that we're used to. Yet, yeah, yeah.
1: You know? And he hasn't gotten there yet. I mean, I I like that they picked Charlie because. Because of the fact that I was not aware of him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't, oh, that's just, uh, you know, Ben Affleck playing Batman. Right. He had become Matt Murdoch. Yeah. He, he
0: is Matt Murdoch. By the end now. of it, you're like, well, even, I mean, even the first episode, I yeah, was like, yeah. oh like, yeah, yeah. I was into him.
1: But that's the benefit of having a little, just enough fame to get you the job mm-hmm. and now being a household name, like it adds to the character. And I love that they did that with a lot, um, the
0: majority of the cast. What do you think of the, uh, so him being Daredevil, what'd you think of the, the black costume? Oh, you want to get into that now? Yeah, why not? I mean, this is part of Daredevil, the, uh, the
1: character. I, yeah, I mean, I love the black costume. I the like the more right. I watched it, the more I thought about it, uh, the black costume was
0: kick-ass. Like, when I saw it in like still images, I was like, oh, this is cheesy as fuck. No, it it works. But Again, it works for straight this Straight from
1: Frank Miller's series, Man of right. Fear. It's simple. It's sleek. It's yeah. intimidating. It looks like, how the fuck does that dude see? Yeah. And, and that's enough to throw you off to where Matt is on top of you beating the shit out of you. Right. Or he, he, he's really good at throwing things, <laughs> which is great. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, you threw something over there, and it comes and fucking hits you in the back and of the head. And is awesome. Oh, it's yeah. so
0: good. I love that shit. I love that they play with that. Yeah. I mean, his the black costume was great. I, it almost... And we'll probably t- talk about this more later, but I liked the black costume more than the last episode of yeah, the Red One. Yeah,
1: I was going to talk about this at the end. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end. end. But that, that's just my my
0: little tidbit right there. That yeah, I, and, I liked it so this much. And this is
1: because of giving it that little week and a half time between watching it mm-hmm. and kind of re-watching it. I was like, man, that black costume is sick.
0: Right. And it makes sense within the universe that you wouldn't ever suspect that this blind guy... Yeah is Daredevil because he's blind and real... I mean, he's a Matt Murdock, a blind lawyer. Like, the costume just... It fits for him. Yeah, because you know? don't
1: have to be over the top and you can no. literally come out of the shadows out of fucking nowhere. Right. And, and as we saw, like a ninja, fucking poop, poop, take guys down. Nobody even hears you. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you're like, who? Hey, where's all the other guys?
0: I really like, too, that they... Uh, and I don't know if this was uh, Charlie Cox is doing or if the, the directors or writers um, implemented this, but he had a very unique... Fighting style daredevil where it was um it wasn't like very it was punchy like he had, he had like a boxer but then he do he would flip around and do some like ninja kicks and stuff um and then there was a lot of like he would throw all his weight into his punches I don't know if this was Charlie Cox acting like this or a stunt double but I mean every time he fought he had a very distinct way of fighting yeah I mean the know?
1: fighting style was uh you know by choice and I thought you being a fan of MMA yeah. would would appreciate like it combined his his boxing background and a little bit of MMA and a little bit of karate, a little right. bit of improvising. Like, yeah. you could clearly see it. He, it would, was use, great.
0: he would use his um, <clears throat> environment to jump around like and yeah. jump yep. off the wall. Yep,
1: A little parkour. I was like, oh, there's some parkour. Right. And then they made great use of the throwing batons and the throwing weapons. Like, that's a formidable foe right there already with just enhanced other senses.
0: Yeah. We'll talk more about the fighting scenes in, in the, our next segment. Alright, let's
1: get to the lead. Woman? The female lead,
0: Karen Page. Played by Deborah De- Ann Woll. Deborah Ann Woll. Uh,
1: most uh, you may know her from such lots of TV. Er, my name is Earl. CSI, Law and Order, True Blood. I think, I think she's most, most famous recently, for True Blood. I think True yeah. Blood is what she's again from an episodic, you know, uh, background television, adult, you know, uh, you know, mature themes background. So mm-hmm. um, in the beginning, I was like, I did not like her so much. No, she was a little too cry, I cryy, damsel in yeah. distressy, and. I was like, oh, this fucking shit again. I was like, I was like, don't pull this shit on me again with just another two-dimensional character. Uh, but she quickly again redeemed herself. Mm-hmm. By the end, I was like, this sh-. but I, I just love the way she would get herself into trouble. That she wasn't stopping. She wanted to go for the truth. And uh and when we get into the storyline, caused maybe caused the death of some major characters.
0: She uh and I read somewhere that her character, and you could see it in the show, her character is more than meets the eye. Yeah, I, I think she's I read got that some recently. Serious baggage in her. There's a darkness in her also. I mean, she, uh, she. I mean, the full spoiler. She, you know, when she says, "She, this is not the first time I carried a gun before." When she's about to, was it? Was what's that character's Wesley. name? Wesley. Well, I, and, Wesley. Well, and I
1: wanted to get to that. She never told anyone she shot Wesley. Still. Yeah. It's still a secret to everyone. I was like, what the fuck? She's got her secrets too. She's got demons, dude. She's got crazy demons.
0: I I agree. I, I, you know, and I didn't, I'm not a big daredevil guy in the comics. So Karen page, that name meant nothing to me. So I thought she was done in the first episode when the guy came in and in the jail cell and tried to strangle her. Yeah. I thought, oh, she's done. But then she plays it well where she fakes she's dead. Yeah. And then she fucking gouges. That, that was great.
1: That was great. Yeah, she's in the book she's a longtime girlfriend too. I think she dated Murdoch. Foggy and Matt.
0: Did she really? Yeah. Wow.
1: And then she worked there also. It was very similar to that. She
0: well, she I mean, she had chemistry with both. Yeah. Um, more with Foggy, yeah. which we'll get to later with uh when we review uh the next character. But um I like that she wasn't just a damsel in distress and she was like, you know what? We got to get after these no, guys. She, we, can't, yeah. we can't let people uh, walk all over us like that.
1: Exactly. She had a purpose. She was the voice for the community, you know, mm-hmm. for Hell's Kitchen to become a nice place and to protect the people there. I found
0: her very likable throughout the whole you sw- Think show. about
1: it, though. She got a bunch of, she got, a, she
0: was responsible
1: for a lot of deaths.
0: She, yeah, even though she was responsible. I can for think
1: shit. of three deaths right now that she is kind of responsible for. Three? One directly. Who? Fucking Wesley. Oh, yeah. Then then Ben. The old lady, if the she lady. didn't tell her to like no, we are gonna fight with you, we're gonna stand up to Fisk, that lady
0: would still be alive and they would have bought her out and moved her out. Right. And Ben, dude. No, there's four actually. Who's the fourth one? The, remember the first episode? She finds the guy dead because she went to that oh, that that's right. lawyer? Was yeah, a lawyer, yeah, lawyer dude. Yeah, with, yeah. With, with and all they the were info, trying what, to frame uh, her. United well, Alliance. She,
1: yeah. So, was <laughs> it called United Alliance? Uh, yeah, the uh, Allied, 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 uh, Allied, United. Oh, you're right. Her doing this starts this whole chain of death. She caused her own buddy to die. Mm-hmm. So, and then everyone from there down,
0: yeah.
1: including Ben Yurick, is all because of
0: her. She does start a lot. Man, of shit.
1: I I blamed her for Ben when that happened. Anyways, we'll get to that point. But will that make? Shouldn't we not like her?
0: And, yeah, dude. She but, but she, but she acted so well, and she had such good chemistry with all them. She had good intentions, you know. And I, this is something that's just going to be super chauvinistic of me, but she's not like the the best looking eye candy in the world. But there was a certain sexiness about her. But there was, there was. A, I liked. She seemed like she played off. With, she was very smart. Yeah, and she's been through things, and she's and she's
1: uh, t- like there tough, was a toughness. Yeah.
0: I agree. In the I, beginning, I, I, grew to, I grew to be yeah. attracted to her. Yeah, towards yeah. The no, end. no.
1: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there was just something about her. Yeah. By the end of it,
0: and uh, she was funny. Yeah. And she was like, flirty, but not like, not like trying to flirt with you to get things. Just right. flirty, just because she, that's just her genuine personality in the show. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Should we go on to the next person that she was flirty sure. with? Sure. Okay. Uh, Eldon Henson. Who played Fo- played Foggy oh, Nelson? Foggy Nelson, um, Elden Henson, Foggy Nelson. The only I think they, that's this funny. is where I recognize. I know you're going to say where he's from, but I. Let, I, may, I may think only, I know what you're going to say. What are you going to say? Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Yup. He he's Fulton.
1: Reed. Everybody your age is like that's Fulton
0: Reed. What else was he in?
1: He was also in. Well, he's. St- I think he's been a, uh, an actor since he was a little kid. Like started at three years old on a soap opera. On five. Yeah. Uh, he was in all the Mighty Ducks movies, and uh, most recently the Hunger Games.
0: You know what's funny though about him being in Mighty Ducks. Movies? movies and how I remember him yeah he was the enforcer in those movies so oh, he, was, was- <laughs> he was like this goon guy yeah, yeah That was like the tough guy and now that you see him he's like this short fat guy <laughs> like with long hair and looks kind of like a hippie he
1: looks exactly the same though doesn't he? Me, his face fan. hasn't changed he's at all still, he still looks the same he has still has
0: like a baby face Fulton Reed but, face. but now he's got like a pot belly and he's got long hair
1: I I mean I, you know what I was torn between I didn't know if he was annoying me or that he was just uh it was enough comedy like I I went back and forth um I liked the storyline with him and Karen
0: I uh, wanted him and Karen to actually hook up
1: I didn't understand like the, the his other relationship with that girl like
0: Which girl? oh yeah why well, did like uh, yeah that was weird That was weird yeah. like him, his relation although I mean that girl I mean, I don't he, know he knew if her talk- from before. I don't know if we're going to talk about her. Yeah. I don't think we. I didn't I, even put no. her in the cast Which, list but, w- She's a good example of this whole cast not being one-dimensional. Like yeah. she was written yeah. at first to be like a, this dumb bimbo that right. he just fucking lays into. Yeah. But even her at the end, she comes around and she's like a three-dimensional yep. character. But back to Foggy. Um, what I, I what like, did you think? I liked his chemistry with Charlie. Yeah. I thought he with Matt Charlie yeah. Cox Matt yeah. Murdoch, Um I thought he was funny. I did think he was funny. I I, thought he was genuinely funny. I I know people, some people found him to be kind of annoying, but I found him to be pretty funny. Um, and then when he kind of finds out that Matt's Daredevil later, that the dramatic parts were great. I, he was just
1: goofy too. enough to yeah. uh, just a little drops of goofiness. It wasn't over the top. It, it, it broke up the you know the the seriousness in a lot How of. How was it.
0: you? Com- Do you remember when John Favreau played Foggy? Yeah, people liked John Favreau as Foggy. I didn't mind
1: too. that he was like a tougher Foggy, right? No, he wasn't tough. He was, no, he was oh, more. Of a, ex- he was
0: actually more of a klutz.
1: Oh, that's right. He was more of you're, I think ball. you're, you're I'm, thinking of I'm thinking about, yeah, as, uh, as Iron Man. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was the tough guy. I mean, where he was tough, but he was also a klutz yeah, too. Yeah, yeah.
1: he wasn't more of a bumbling uh, goofball. And you know that. You know the the scene where he ends up saving Karen with the baseball bat. Oh yeah, like that's classic Foggy. Like that was great. Like that's what Foggy's like, role. What the hell are is. you doing here? Yeah, he's like are you following me. Uh, yeah, you get attacked by Russians. <laughs> But uh, it, that's great, Foggy. Uh, so it wasn't too much.
0: No, I didn't think it was too much. I didn't think yeah. he played it over the top. I thought he was just—he played it like he was just the goofy lawyer that, like, had these high dreams. But he was like, in the end, he wanted to do the right thing too, and he was gonna follow uh, Matt. Yeah, no, he's—you yeah.
1: know—despite being pissed at him, he covered for him. Right, and you know they're still gonna be buds. But yeah. yeah, that that moment when he's like. This whole time of fucking lying to me. Oh yeah, uh, was that was rough though? You gotta, that was a rough episode. For him.
0: That episode, that was. I mean, that was definitely a rough episode. I felt like they they kind of dragged that out a little bit too long in that episode. But let's uh, get nitpicky. Yeah. Um. Some did of that you stuff, like Did you like the flashbacks?
1: The oh, the flashbacks were great. Uh, because that really helped. Uh, you know, you get to understand their relationship. Right.
0: And uh, Foggy and, just automatically accepts Matt right away with him being blind. It's like, cool, you're my roommate.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I actually grew to love both characters uh, because of those flashbacks. Because right. you really got to see them, you know, uh, disarmed and how they really are. And they played it great. Like, Foggy was like the best, like, stoner high school roommate who's just accepting of everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt, even Matt, knows, you know, how much he can get away with. Right. And, uh, uh, they dropped that Easter egg about the Greek girl. Oh yeah. Which so, I
0: love. So I mean that's yeah, the Greek girl being Electra. Yeah, said, this He is took little, he took the Spanish class to be with the Greek girl. The
1: only reference to Electra, but I love that fan service, man. They they dropped that in there for us people looking for Electra. Maybe hoping to even maybe see the Greek girl in college, but maybe next season.
0: Probably next season.
1: Maybe next season. Uh, so
0: yeah, Foggy served his purpose. He did uh he did. Fulton Reed did good. Fulton Reed. Did, Fulton Reed <laughs> has graduated on to become a lawyer. And fucking
1: mighty ducked his way into that fucking. He handles show. himself
0: well. <laughs> um, next person. Next, we have um, the wonderful Rosario Dawson. So as Claire as Claire Temple. Temple. She's she's the uh, a weird version of the night nurse from well, the comics?
1: Well, she's a co- they're they're kind of combining two characters. Okay. Claire Temple was a girlfriend of Luke Cage. Oh. Uh in the 70s and then Night Nurse is the really character who was a nurse who would fix uh Power Man uh and other superheroes. So
0: she might come back.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, definitely. Yeah. I mean, she knows. she was the first, you know, I love how she was the first
0: one to know his secret. What is she what is she famous for? We, uh, she's actually the the one name I recognized out of the whole cast right away.
1: She has a lot of comic book movie experience. Technically, people may know her from uh, "Kids" early on. Working backwards, this movie "Kids" was awesome. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, nope. it's an independent movie about fucking street kids in Greenwich Village in the nineties. It's fantastic. Uh, Greenwich
0: Village is like an upscale.
1: Is it now? I don't know, dude. It- no, no, it was like, uh, it, it was like where all the bohemian uh, artsy types hung I know out. What the fuck I'm talking That's about. what it used to be. Now it's all fucking trendy in the Starbucks. Uh, okay. Anyways, that was like 20 years ago. Uh, she's also, she was in Josie and the Pussycats. That's a comic yeah. book movie yeah, I'm counting. Is it really? Yeah, because from Archie, dude. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats is from Archie Comics.
0: I didn't know that was a comic Uh,
1: Men that. in Black 2. Right. Yeah. She's been in Sin City, of course. Uh, she's in the Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in uh, Grindhouse Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino, Robert Argus, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also recently voiced Wonder Woman in that Justice League DC animated movie, Throne of Atlantis. So right. she's got a lot.
0: And she's, she was in all. Also, she's great. I've always loved Rosario Dawson. So behind the two leads, Charlie Cox, not the two leads, Charlie Cox and uh, DiNozzo, I found her performance to be one of the best
1: right away. I loved Claire Temple more than Karen Page.
0: Right, I like Claire Temple purely
1: on the, the charisma of Rosario Dawson right. and her performance. Like she was great. Like I wanted him to, her to be a sidekick, permanent yeah. sidekick.
0: She, it's. I, I found it unfortunate that it seemed like they didn't have her tied up as long as the other people because she makes this appearance in the first second episode I yeah, think yeah and she's well, in for a couple and then yeah. she disappears forever until, yeah, until and, then, the and she only like shows up a little yeah. bit towards the end so I feel like they didn't have her locked in as as uh, committed as everyone else. Yeah it's possible or, or, they're, or they're, the, they're working it in for next season. Or it's just the writing wrote her out but I, I mean I wish I, she would have been around longer. I, mean, I wish the, she would have been in every episode. Uh, the
1: thing is but I mean it's a great you know uh, story gimmick there to have to, you know your alfred or whatever the one person that knows that can patch you up that'll keep your secret and you yeah. can always go back and that's where you know you explain strategy and you get more exposition uh i don't know, they didn't really have time for that there was a lot going on and right. uh she served it. we got to meet her and she patched him up a couple of times she, patched him, she
0: also got her ass kicked once oh
1: yeah that's right because of him yeah and took it
0: but she i she mean that, badass yeah, she took it too yeah she was she was a badass character in yeah. that in that part um she also like helps him out, like help, helps him revive like the Russian dude. And,
1: Oh yeah. She talks him through that and helps him carterize his wound, which is great. That's that's a great scene. Uh, he goes, yeah, I'm in the warehouse. You're just going to have to talk me through this. I can't, I can't, I can't get the bullet out. I can't get the bullet out. You just, (laughs) what can I
0: do? Yeah. Um, no i found her to be i found her i liked her character a lot and she had that little like romantic yeah um yeah they kissed right they, they kissed yeah, yeah they, so there was they, a they developed feelings for one another the, but that, it was very natural too yes, like yeah she'd seen him at his at his core yeah being the daredevil and she he was the she was the only person that he basically she, revealed himself to. The only
1: to. one that could understand and that charisma. He, I was like the only charisma he had. Uh, that chemistry mm-hmm. with her yeah. was the strongest out of any of the other female. I liked leads, their, I know? liked
0: their banter. Back you wanted
1: them to get together too, yeah,
0: but you wanted them to get together. But like, unlike a lot of like TV shows where they like they break up the romance because of a, a plot device. Right, like this felt like. I don't know. Maybe it's just the writing. Maybe it's just the way they acted, but it felt like they had to break up. Like it was a legit reason. Like it was organic. It was organic. It was yeah. organic. Like they, they can't be together.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, you don't want to bog the whole fucking storyline down with a love story already. Right. We're just starting. And Marvel's great at doing that. Yeah. They're just going to give you a little bit just enough, but it's not, it's not going to take over. It wasn't forced either. Yeah, and not. it wasn't forced. It was very organic. Uh, and that's due to her. I mean, she's great. She's a great
0: actress. I like, I like her yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. Should we go on to the next? Person? Oh, man. This one's my favorite. So you, let, you can talk about him to start.
1: Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio as the motherfucking Kingpin, who they don't even call him Kingpin. No. Wilson Fisk, Crime Lord. Oh, my God. Uh, What's he famous for? Though? He. So <laughs> a lot of people may not know this. He was uh, uh, very early on. He was in Full Metal Jacket as a kid. Oh, really? Do you remember Adventures in Babysitting? Nope. You never saw Adventures in Babysitting? No. All right. So if you're older than 28 or 32 and you remember Adventures in Babysitting. I'm only 27. He was there was a part in the movie where they come across a mechanic who's who kind of looks like Thor. And the little girl's like, You're Thor. And then the brother's like, Thor's a homo. And she tells him and he like kind of roughs her up. It's really funny. That was him. He was in the movie as a teenager. He was Thor. He was Thor. He was a mechanic who was Thor. People my age will remember. Uh, But I think he really like broke out in uh, Men in Black.
0: He played the, the villain, right? He was
1: the main alien sh- with his face melting, shifting off oh, yeah. uh, in the from the, the cornfields. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was great in that. Uh, and he's also been on a lot of great TV shows, such as Homicide, Life in the Street, uh, Law and Order, of course, Criminal Intent. And one of my favorites is this movie called The Cell that no one's seen with Jennifer Lopez, where oh, yeah, yeah. he's like this insane guy, and she goes into his head. Remember, and he's like in a. I
0: haven't seen the movie. Oh, but I know what you're talking it's, about. It's now.
1: visually amazing because in his head is this amazing, surreal uh, uh, environment, and he's got these uh, harnesses on, and he's it's almost like a fantasy comic book. Like it's it's a great Sounds movie, weird. and yeah, JLo's Lo's in it, but uh, he he's just a great, intense actor.
0: You know, yeah, he's a method actor.
1: He's right? a method actor, and like w- I mean, you know, growing up, this is my all the kingpins I've
0: seen. How many kingpins have you seen? I've seen the the ones in the comics. You've seen you've seen the ones in the comics. Who are always uh, just a giant fat guy that in a white suit, in a white suit and with an
1: ascot, suit. and and that one is always working out. Like I always thought that was interesting. Like as big as fat as he is, yeah. In the Spider-Man comic books, which is where I know him from, they always show him like lifting mad weights, dude, right. like working. Well, he's out.
0: supposed to be super. He's strong. very
1: strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's the Michael Clark Duncan,
0: right? Who uh, he played that character kind of uh, kind of. Uh, Cartoony a little bit, yeah. It was a little like mad, sci- mad not mad scientist, but just evil. this whole movie man.
1: was cartoony. Yeah. What I think of a lot is every Spider-Man cartoon from the '60s to the uh, Amazing Friends to the ones in the '90s. Kingpin is always voiced by the same guy, and he's always like, "You foiled my plans again, Spider-Man!" And like, it's always just over the top, the same fucking thing.
0: Doesn't I, 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 the image I keep thinking of is? Spider-Man holding Kingpin up with, like, one hand? There's that. Is, he, is, there, is that an image that, where he's, like, holding him up like that? That,
1: that. that may be a cover. There's another famous yeah. cover where uh, Kingpin has his ankle in, like, one hand, and he's swinging him around in a circle, oh, really? like, yeah. by his ankle. And his hand is huge, you know, yeah. and it covers, like, half his leg. Well, he's
0: supposed to be really... I mean, he's not supposed to, He's not superhuman, but there's, I mean, there's a scene where... I read somewhere where he fights Captain America in the comics and he fights him to a standstill. Like he and his pet move moves a bear hug. Yeah.
1: So yeah. He yeah. He'll squeeze him. the yeah. shit out of you. No, he's just really, really strong. Yeah. It's like he has no super strength. No. He's just trained to be really strong. Really strong so and ruthless. D'Onofrio yeah. brings another great uh take on this awesome it's totally uh, different probably right? one of the best villains in the in the greater MCU. It's different, but it's different in so many good ways. He's uh he's a little more New York then like over the top like rich guy right. uh he's we get to see his vulnerabilities he's awkward he's awkward and Very uh awkward. despite hanging out at art galleries yeah. you know he uh he doesn't know how to dri- I read somewhere like if you notice he doesn't know how to drink wine no. like instead of grabbing it from the stem he just like grabs the whole thing with his giant fucking man paw hands mm-hmm. Um, but we get to see that side right away, which Mm -hmm. I thought was great. And he is so great. Like he'll go from zero to fucking yelling and scary
0: so quickly. He'll flip real quick.
1: Yeah. And you won't see it coming. Right. But, uh, the way he showed Kingpin Wilson's rage Mm
0: -hmm. was, was beautiful. You could see the subtle, um, rage in him, but you could also see that like, so Charlie Cox's character had the rage in him and he liked doing it. You could see that Vincent grew up with this rage, but he doesn't like being like that. He like, he wants to be Wilson, calm. Yeah. Wilson wants to be, and the way he played it, he wants to always be calm and, but he can't control himself. He's sometimes. trying to
1: hold his shit in all the time. Right.
0: Um. I found him to be fucking awkward and uh, intriguing and just like very, I mean, just, I gravitated towards that guy because... I didn't know what the hell I was watching. Like, I didn't know what kind of performance, like this performance was so unique. It's not your typical villain at all. And even he's, you know, throughout the whole season, just like, I'm trying to fix the city and he is trying to, and he and he's growing throughout the show too. You know, he, he falls in love and he's all of a sudden just very devoted to the, uh, the character he falls in love with Vanessa. Um, it was great. It's I don't one know. Of the it first was very, very, very different. Never seen a character like that. In, I mean, in, it's in one MCU. of the first
1: villains in recent times I can think of that I really, really, you almost felt for him. You were almost on his side at times.
0: That, I think that, and we'll get into where we get nit- nitpicky, but he almost played it so well as not a villain. Yeah. That I You're like, wait a minute. Didn't really want to see him get his ass kicked.
1: Maybe he should uh,
0: <laughs> help uh, Hell's Kitchen. Which I don't know how to feel about Maybe that. Maybe
1: you should let him just clean it up. He seems to be making sense here
0: do you think i think vincent decided because i hear he's like a very like d'onofrio so great he's a great actor but i hear he's very like he likes he's very particular on how he acts yeah um i think he did probably like want to change the character up from being just a straight mob boss villainy guy yeah i wonder how much he threw in yeah uh, i think a lot of that might have been his own uh, doing just throwing you know and he's pulling
1: yeah and he's pulling from uh, so many things and uh it was, it was great. It was very, very real.
0: They built up to him really well. Too. You don't see the Kingpin or Wilson Fisk till yeah. the fourth episode. Yeah, you hear him first. And they don't refer to him by name, which is a great way to build someone up as a menacing motherfucker. I can't wait till they call
1: him Kingpin and then some. he just fucking cuts the guy's head off because he said it.
0: Um, I mean, the best part was, uh, what did you think of, I, I really liked his, uh, he had a very unique fighting style too, where Daredevil was like punchy and a little bit more acrobatic. Um, you know, like a boxer, Wilson Fisk was just straight headbutts and wide punches and Power just rage moves. and throwing you around like he was he had his own unique fighting.
1: So. Yeah, surprisingly fast for a guy that size. Like yeah. he there was moments where he was on the guy so quick I was like, Oh shit, he's fast too. Well, he
0: didn't get too fat. You know, no. like he was, yeah. Like he was a big guy. Yeah, he's not. They didn't. He's you probably know, like two fifty in that yeah, show. They didn't go
1: the exaggerated route, you know, right. as in the comic books. And he's bulkier. The armor makes him look bulkier, mm-hmm. which kind of adds to his square. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want him to be intimidating, right. a big square hulking shadow over you. You know, mm-hmm. and I think they accomplished that. Yeah. Yet, yet again, like the way he played it, you were he was vulnerable, and you're like, oh, that's just a fucking fat kid. His dad used to fucking beat him, and yeah. finally. He uh, He snaps. Ah, We'll get to that part. That was was great. great. Yeah. All right. Who do we got next is the lovely lady who played Vanessa.
0: Ayelet Zurer.
1: I I think that's what you're saying. Ayelet Zurer.
0: I think she's Israeli.
1: She is. I think she is Israeli. Uh Yeah. She was uh she's got a comic book convention connection
0: man of steel from
1: the DC universe. Yeah, she was uh Lara Lara Lorvan. Was that that's his biological mom. Right. She played his biological mom. I had mom. no
0: idea. Right? That's cool. I had no idea until I heard that after.
1: She's she is amazing. She was also in uh Munich. Steven Spielberg kind of broke her out and she's on a lot of Israeli TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh wow, what a character. What a perfect uh character for the Wilson Fisk character to find. Mm-hmm. Uh they both deserve each other
0: they do she's a strong independent woman
1: with a totally fucking dark fetish yeah like she got turned on by that shit dude she knew what he was doing and she liked it
0: she liked what he was doing i I don't think it's necessarily a fetish i think she just she found a guy that has all this power yet is super weird and awkward and she fell in love with that and I mean that's See, women
1: just want a project. That's yeah. all she want. Be a mass murderer as long as I can make you dress better. She
0: wanted, yeah, exactly. She <laughs> wants someone that, and this is women. They want they want to be able to change someone. For they the always want to be able to change the guy. No, I can change him. I can change that guy. That's okay. why they like the bad boys. But like, I don't even feel like she wants. She wants to
1: change no, him. She likes, she him likes that, that he he's the guy that well, takes, she changes her
0: things. She's she puts him on the path to the white suit, though. Did you notice that? No, but he. Uh, I love that that Easter egg where. He, he's wear, looking through all the black suits.
1: Well, what's the, the story is uh, she talks about a prince that she used to date, and she's like, oh, he used to wear a white suit with an cut." He's like, hm, that's an odd choice. Oh, yeah, he does He kind that. of rags on it. He's like, that's weird. Why would you wear that? I
0: didn't even notice that. Yeah, that was that
1: was the Easter egg.
0: Oh, I liked, well, I was noticing when he was uh, looking through the suits, and she's like, you know what? Not your black one. Yeah. Wear this one. Yeah. Like, switch, switch it up a little light, bit. The light-colored suit was definitely uh, uh, telling. The scene with her and him... Where, she, where they're looking at the fire and Hell's Kitchen, all the explosions. Yeah. That was so great. That was great. Yeah. But, um,
1: dude, but the first time I realized that, I was like, oh shit, she's down with all this. Mm-hmm. And in fact, she likes it. I was like, damn, he found the right woman. Yeah.
0: Uh, she definitely is someone worth. His time and like for protection,
1: but again another complex, unique female character. Yeah, they could have easily character. written a shitty, you know, woman character Just for this.
0: Cackling and loving,
1: one-dimensional. You know, loving and, being but evil. This, she's bene- Like you love Vanessa. Like yeah. she's amazing.
0: Yeah. Like she's there to support him. She's by his side, and she's always. He's always like, you need to leave, and he's like, no. She's like, no. Nope, like, no. You're not you, leaving.
1: She's like, you find them. Yeah. I'm gonna stay here. Yeah. You do your job. You and make protect them pay. Them. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I was like, wow. Yeah. What a. great great person to have at your side as Uh,
0: Wilson Fist. It's just an overall... We'll we'll dive into a couple more characters after this, but just an overall strength to show that this cast was just so good. Yeah, the cast was great. The writing is great. The direction
1: is great. Uh, Next we have the guy playing Leland Owlsley who was supposed to become the owl uh, king I think it's going to be his son. Yeah, that's that what I read, because uh, I don't think
0: he was feeling too good in his last scene. He's super old, and can you imagine that character with, like, wings on him? I
1: mean, like but him? the owl is never, like, he wasn't. It was just an old dude who was menacing.
0: Yeah, I think he becomes, like, an, a living owl. Not an owl, but, like, or like a, he's got, like, wings yeah. and stuff and starts fighting.
1: I mean, that would make sense. That's what they do in that. So I recognize that like,
0: What's his name? Uh, Bob Gunton has been Gunton. in tons of shit, dude. I recognize him from being the warden in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah,
1: he's basically the guy that's been in everything. I recognize him from that. He was great on 24, he was uh, one of the president's aides on 24, and I love 24. Uh, he and uh, yeah, he's just that guy who's been in everything.
0: He was a great, like, slimy businessman. Like, yeah, he's someone that you're know, like. I could go to this guy and do some undercover. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely able to uh, handle my offshore accounts and shit and
1: hold his own against Wilson Fisk and and Madam Gao and the Russians, you know?
0: Well, you could tell like his care and it's the way he played it, but you could tell his character was, uh, Kind of dabbling in all these different uh, inks, yeah. per se. Yeah. Where you, you know, he was playing one side and playing the other, and you, you could read that on him. Like he was playing all these different people, you know. And he was the money. Benefit. He was the money
1: man. He's that's what, money you, man. that's yeah. what you do when you're the money man. Right. They, they can't fuck with you. They need you yeah. until they don't need you, and they throw you well, into
0: the elevator shaft. They always. He, that was the thing, though. They always needed. He was never yeah. someone that could be fucked with. Even though at the end he gets fucked with by Kingpin because he betrays him. Yeah and Kingpin can't allow that, or Fisk, but he always had that thing where he was the money guy, so you yeah, can't really yeah. mess with this guy. No, no, you can't. He could be kind of a stooge and still like yeah, kind uh, of a klutz and whatever. And, it doesn't matter. Until, yeah,
1: until, until he just crosses, crosses the, the line. line. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, the Ben Urick, played by Vondi Curtis-Hall, who's also the guy who's like been in tons of shit, The Sopranos, Law & Order, ER, Die Hard 2 he was in. Was he a villain? To America. I think in Die Hard 2 he was one of the bad guys. Coming to America,
0: I just saw that on TV. I forgot that he was the guy that was like, this is the greatest day of my life and like takes a picture with uh, Eddie Murphy in the bathroom. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's coming to America. That guy's yeah. been in everything, dude. He was great. He was on
1: Cop Rock, which nobody's seen or heard of, but it was by Stephen Bochco, the guy who did Hill Street Blues, and it was uh, a, 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 it was a dramatic cop show, and then they would just break out into song and dance every so often.
0: That sounds fucking like weird, the, man. Yeah,
1: like they'd be in the court and there'd be a case and everyone would just start singing the plot to the show.
0: You watch some weird shit,
1: dude. It, I loved it. I thought <laughs> the songs were great. It was like a musical, blues, Hill Street Blues. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Needless to say, it didn't last long. Anyways, no. he was on that. I'm surprised it didn't last amongst long. Amongst other things. But I thought, I mean, I thought-
0: You would did. think they would catch on, right? A fucking cop show <laughs> where they'd sing and dance. I and thought things. it was going to be huge. Yeah.
1: So did they, apparently. Yeah. But uh, But he was great as Ben.
0: Um yeah another I I don't this is our fucking love fest where we just keep saying everyone was great but he was he really was he was um he was uh he was like a relic of the past cuz he was the guy that wanted to do investigative reporting for a newspaper and I like that the show acknowledges that that shit doesn't no one does that anymore it's fucking blogs and yep. who the fuck what celebrities hooking up with who and uh he was a relic of the past but was still had he was almost broken but he played it well where, like, his wife would give him inspiration, or like, Deborah would give him inspiration. Deborah Ann Wall, who Karen, Karen Page would give him, like, this little bit of inspiration to keep going.
1: You know, and it, he reminds me, there's a lot of guys out there right now, exactly like that, who yeah. have been longtime journalists, photojournalists. They're at the end of their career, maybe, right. and they don't want to admit it because the times have changed. Here's my relationship with the character, Ben Yurick, is largely from, again, Spider Man comic books, because he also wrote at the Daily Bugle. And he was in Daredevil and Spider Man comic books. And so he, he must be really
0: sad that he's and he could not use any well
1: he was a white guy first <laughs> right. of all. I knew he was a white guy. And his son becomes one of the hobgoblins or the Jack lantern He becomes a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's a, like a he's a big he's still around, you know, he's a big character in, in that in that uh universe. So I was like, Oh shit. They uh They killed him. Yeah, they killed him good.
0: With, but uh, let's, talk, let's talk let's talk about yeah, Vonnie with his performance though.
1: So. Uh no, I mean he you, you 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 felt for him. You know, he was uh it was like his one last. He's like I got one last shot
0: at, yeah. you know, trying to be relevant. Yeah, I don't even think he's trying to be relevant per se. I he, he it wasn't like to... he was looking for glory. No, no, it he was, was one just, last
1: shot to get the truth out. Yeah, he uh, was just he was just that nobody is, else
0: is doing. This is my, you know, one of the last yeah. things I need to get out. Yeah. I need to do this. And he was inspired by Deborah to do it, yeah. but he wanted to, do, you know, this was what he wanted to do when he was a kid, or when he was younger, was be an investigative reporter and never take no for an answer. And yeah, he was. I mean, he was like He's finally
1: I, fulfilling. His, I, uh, I
0: liked his um his relationship too with his play with uh, Charlie Cox, where he he'd interact with the with the mask, yeah, the black guy in the black yeah. mask, yeah. yeah, Daredevil.
1: Yeah, he trusted him. Yeah, you know, and they and, trusted uh, each they other. Trusted each other.
0: Um, I w- almost felt like they could have dove into that relationship a little more between Charlie and him so that the, his death would mean more, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, I liked him. Oh, I yeah, everyone, everyone, yeah. he was another three dimensional character. He was dealing with a wife that had Alzheimer's. Yeah. So he had that little storyline where he was trying to yeah, his keep her in the, in, in, the, clear. in the hospital. And um, he was conflicted with that too. Like he didn't want to put himself in danger because he wanted to take care of his, his wife
1: ultimately um, does, does, does the right thing. Ultimately though, does or, the right thing and yeah.
0: gets himself fired because of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then meets an untimely demise. Um, well, so overall, what, your, what were your thoughts on? I mean, there's more characters, but What were your thoughts on this cast that or any any main, other characters that you wanted to no, talk about?
1: Uh, Though the the main cast is very very strong. Like I you, wanted
0: to give a quick word on Madame Gao. Oh yeah, Madame holy, Gao is badass. Holy dude. fuck, she's creepy.
1: Yeah, she's great, and I can't. I like how they just teased us who she really is and the power that she really has. I think we're gonna see her in the rest of these series. Is, is
0: she's gonna are you gonna show up in Iron Fist? Oh hell yeah, dude. She had that little. She had that little moment where she fought um, at Murdoch and gave him a little fucking palm. You know what? I slap. love that
1: because you uh, you kind of bought it because, like we said before, like this does take place in the same world as an Agents of Shield or yeah. Avengers. So you forget. You almost forgot for a second that there's powered people, and she fucking does that little quick hit. I, and you're I like,
0: I don't think she's powered. Ooh, she's got some. Po- I think enhanced. she's just got some chi. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. Her. She's, um, she got the iron I, I, fist I just her. wanted to bring her up in the cast because at first you first meet all the players in this crime syndicate with the Russians and Leland and, uh, Nobu and Fisk. Well, you, and you meet Wesley and then you meet Gao and she kind of seems out of place, but then you fucking, she's just talking in Chinese and you're like, she's intimidating as fuck. Like oh, yeah. her with her fucking cane and walking around and just being so calm and just talking in Chinese and speaking in like Proverbs and like speaking like, uh, like, you know, with, um, analogies and shit. I don't know. She was, uh, I just had to point her out as someone I mean, that I like as well. Even Wilson was afraid of her.
1: Oh, did we talk about?
0: Forgot. To, did we talk about Wesley? We got to talk about Wesley.
1: Oh, Wesley. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he hasn't done much. He was in that HBO series The Pacific. He's Toby Leonard Moore. Toby Leonard Moore. Let's uh, talk about Wesley. Yeah, that's
0: that's one character we need. Oh, to talk yeah, about right. we can mean, uh, Oh yeah, uh, that's
1: right. I mean, again, Wesley is from the comic books. Uh, is he? Yeah, Fisk oh, had, had a right hand man. He's had a bunch of right hand
0: men. Wesley was one of them. Um, I almost felt like Wesley was the motherfucking arch villain of this show. Uh-oh. That's how much I bought into his his shit. Yeah. He was the guy that was like calm as fuck. Yeah. And like delivering the messages and like he was the guy whenever, I mean, yes Fisk whenever Fisk showed up, you didn't got angry. I was like you don't No, fuck but with when him. he showed when, when up Wesley early on, shows up, you're like even towards the end before he meets his demise when yeah. Wesley fucking shows up, Yeah. you know, like, some oh, shit's, shit's going, going down.
1: You know the Russians are afraid of him. Yeah. Uh, and that guy played, he was great for the part because you, he was kind of like a- He
0: was pretty, yeah, but he was like businessman, like yeah. cutthroat. He almost came off to me as like a like a Patrick Bateman. Yeah, a like,
1: little psychopathic. A little psychopathic. And you would not fuck with the guy.
0: And I liked his speech before he dies where he's like, Fisk loves this city. I don't give a fuck about this city. I think it sucks. Yeah, what was- uh, When he was talking to Karen Page yeah. before he's about to oh, yeah. offer. Yeah. He's like, I, this city, I just- Follower, I just sucks. I don't even know why he's around for this to say shit. He didn't shit.
1: understand a lot of, uh, but what, he was what, his
0: friend, right? I love that he was legitimate, like, he's not just Fisk lackey, he yeah. legitimately cares for yeah. Fisk.
1: Yeah, they both cared for each other, they, cared, they were and he, friends,
0: and like, he like, makes the call that when Fisk is down to be like, you know what, I'm bringing in uh, Vanessa. Even though she, he's like, I don't want to see anybody, and he's like, Nope, you're, yeah, I got that
1: someone's. moment was, uh, <clears throat> it was very uh, uh, Alfred bringing Vicky Vale into the Bat Cave yeah. in that first Batman. He's like movie, an evil Alfred, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like an evil. He's like a dark Alfred, yeah. and Bruce is like, Really? You gonna fucking just bring her in here? Yeah. I can't get a warning. Yeah, and he did the same thing. He just and she's like, You don't want me to go, do you? And he and he was right, right. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I
0: would have been, this would have sucked. This podcast would have been terrible if we, if we missed Wesley, Wesley.
1: <laughs> and the way he went out was shocking. Like I did not see that coming. Oh, we'll talk about that later, yeah, yeah. but so,
0: Wesley was great. Good
1: job. Toby Leonard Moore.
0: Toby Leonard Moore, I think made a name for himself with this. That yeah. Progress.
1: Oh yeah. All these people are going to be, uh, uh, household names. Watch this. Is what happens when you're in a Marvel movie? Yeah. Everyone knows who you are. Well,
0: the, this was a Netflix series actually though.
1: Yeah. But it's still Marvel. People it's just Marvel. think it's MCU. Marvel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A um,
1: Marvel show yeah. you will be well known now.
0: All right. Well uh, that's that's all for the main I mean there's other cast members that we could have talked about, but this was the core.
1: I think that was the core and it's a great core. Yeah. Uh we should move on to let's move uh on. let's move on to a general discussion. Okay. That's what I have written down. Okay. Or and Dragon nerd. Holy shit. You know what? I'm just literally going to start with the very beginning of the first episode of the first show. P-
0: before you do that, this is just based, like Imran said, general discussion. We're talking about what we liked about the show. And so this is going to be a long segment because we liked a lot.
1: So settle in, folks. Get your popcorns. Yeah. Popcorn. I think popcorn. No,
0: you don't. You eat more than one. God damn it. But I think popcorn is like sheep, like sheeps, not That's
1: sheeps. It. There's a lot of popcorns in the tub that you put into your mouths. Excuse you. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the fucking beginning. Talk about sucking it in and setting the tone. Holy fuck. The opening of the show. What do you see? You see You see a kid on the street. There's been some sort of accident. You see radioactive waste. Uh, you see uh, a blind man uh, talking about uh, his father's tenacity in a confessional. You know, so you see the kid, and then you see an adult blind man. That's all you see, and then then you see a man in a black ninja suit kicking all sorts of ass right away. And this is before the goddamn opening credits.
0: Yeah, And like, you, you see, you see the the tone of the show right away too, where he's fighting that guy, and he. Snaps that guy's leg, and the guy the bone comes out, and you're like, "Oh fuck, fan, dude! Oh my god, dude! This like, is not a Marvel. How, you know what?
1: And uh, when instead of taking a whole episode to lead into the origin or stretching this origin out over a series of flashbacks, they're just like, "Boom! This is what happened. Boom! Cause this. Boom! This is what he's doing now. Right. Welcome to fucking Hell's Kitchen. Yep. Oh, unbelievable!
0: Forgive me for what I'm about to fuck. do."
1: I was like, uh, again, I was like, oh, they got it right. These fucking this is gonna be awesome. They got it right. And uh the opening credits scene, yeah, gorgeous.
0: Very gorgeous. well. shot. could have been We're not a, well shot, well done.
1: It could have been an H this. I was like, this could be an HBO show. Yeah. This and it, you know, and I know why it reminded me of that because the title sequence was created by the same people, they're called Elastic, who created the true detective title sequence, which was also amazing. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me that a little bit uh, in terms of just like the mood of it and the music, uh, but it, uh, it was, it was, it was great. And when With the blood, the blood down. when it finally drips into the the hollow shell of uh, daredevil, yeah.
0: well, you get the church and yeah, get, like,
1: all the, all the aspects of Wilson, you know, you have Wilson Fisk represented as a building
0: mm-hmm. and you got the church and then the hell's kitchen. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. It was really good. It uh, was, it was uh, you know, it was something, the intro that uh, opening credit scene, most of the time, I would fast forward. I watched it every time, every third ep, every thirteen episodes, all thirteen episodes. I watched that, that credit, that right? Because it's
1: that cool. It's that like, cool, and it, it
0: build and it builds you into it, gets you into the mood for this show.
1: The first time it got me so pumped, dude! Absolutely, yeah. I was so pumped. I was like, oh! God,
0: it gets man. you in like state.
1: That's like beautiful. Ready. You're like, I'm in, I'm in Hell's Kitchen yeah. now. Um, it was, yeah, it was great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just go into like what we liked. Um, I mean that that first scene, that first start that what that Love first it. i like that i like that um they did him as a kid in flashbacks yeah where and it was so is they're like simultaneously telling two stories which is like kind of like the new way to do things now in Yeah, like, in uh, instead of going spending all this time on an origin you just tell two stories at once cuz it's i feel like and i've read this somewhere but like people's brains like we want to be um have it infatuated with information all the time. Yeah. Overloaded. So with it's holes. like a parallel. So it's like a, like you're, you're telling two stories at once to our brain. It's like it's awesome. It's and like, the it's, brain loves it. The brain it's, loves it. it yeah. It's reward There's no downtime. It's yeah. rewarded.
1: Do you think Arrow started all, this trend first? Or yeah, Arrow. I mean, Arrow did this. somebody doing this before? Maybe. I kind of feel like it, it's based off Lost, too, if you think about Probably it. Lost, the yeah. whole show of Lost was that premise. Right. We're going to show you multiple storylines, and then it'll somehow all weave in piece. One
0: will inform the Arrow other. Arrow took that from Lost, because does Arrow, um, I think Lost, does, yeah, arrows does the island storyline, yeah, yeah, and that like that, that show Lost-esque, is built on them. But I yeah. feel
1: like maybe it was Lost that really started that. But they use it very effectively throughout this whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is, and it's very, it's very, uh, it's very comic booky, like to have these kind of flashback storylines running together because. The, the metaphors and the imagery the visuals it's so symbolic mm-hmm. um, I love, you know that kid was great did you like the kid? I love the kid like I thought uh, you know for a while he was playing blind better than fucking uh, Charlie Cox was playing blind
0: the problem with kid actors is that they're not always very subtle when they act Yeah, well yeah as, but yeah. I thought he was good like kid a kid actor certain
1: a young Bruce Wayne for example maybe uh, a little over the top yeah
0: Gotham uh, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I really enjoyed the kid's performance you know we didn't even mention him in the cast and I don't know what his name is that's I'm, fine
0: I'm sorry Sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. But good. you did good. Yeah. Um, I liked the dad, the dad, or Matt Murdock's dad, Jack Murdock. Uh, and did you catch the reference to uh, him fighting Crusher Creel. Yeah,
1: Battling Jack. There was a lot. You know, I've read a lot of Easter egg posts. And like in that gym scene, there was a lot of Easter eggs on the posters in the back. Uh, a lot of names of writers and creators in there. Um, so they had a lot of fun with Easter eggs throughout this series. Yeah. Which is what the fans love, which is what I love. Right. I um, like how uh, uh, at the beginning uh, Hell's Kitchen is all busted up because of
0: Avengers the, so the incident, the alien incident. Yeah, they
1: said the incident, yeah. and this is why uh, the 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 mob is running Hell's Kitchen. Isn't,
0: and the, isn't it? And I've read somewhere that like. <laughs> And you could probably attest to this because you lived in New York, but isn't Hell's Kitchen pretty gentrified now and pretty not okay, uh, not like not a piece of shit like it used to be. Yeah,
1: I mean it's up, yeah, you know, like it's like North uh, Manhattan, uh, near isn't it? Like Harlem. up and coming. Yeah. yeah, and even Harlem itself is starting to gentrify again. Yeah, where even in fact Harlem in the '20s and '30s was a really a nice part of town. It was where everyone uh, went, all the clubs were there, a lot of the jazz musicians, mm-hmm. and then le- and then later, you know, it got its uh, reputation at the same time Hell's Kitchen has but I believe even Harlem is a little gentrified now and it's yeah. not the same
0: but I like that they made it they, they did that easy tie in right? yeah so, so Hell's Kitchen has gone to shit because yeah, that's
1: true because Hell's incidents. Kitchen would not be that bad in real life so, so that it gives them a great excuse and a great way to tie it into the whole MCU right it's fucking easy great. and a
0: very easy non-force tie in yeah you know um, all
1: those locations like the bar, yeah. Josie's bar, Fogwell's gym, all, uh Turk. Yeah. Uh, they're all from the comic book. Like I love how they really they they really paid attention to the source material. The, the attention to detail. Yeah, yet good. made of their own.
0: I like the way the um the whole series the feel of it. Like when you compare it to like Agents of Shield, where Agents of Shield is very glossy, and even some of the movies, I mean Agents of Shield has a less of a budget, but the movies are very, you know, glossy and grand yeah. this was gritty like everything was filmed kind of in the dark there was kind of a, a gray shading to everything i just got you in the in the tone and the in the the mood for a show that wasn't your typical Marvel fair. it had you know? the
1: quality of like an independent art, even like a student film, like yeah. a really good art school independent film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to mention because I I, I come from a, a creative illustration background and I love drawing and painting. The color palette they used was so nice. It was so gorgeous, dude. They would and they were so smart. Uh, you know the old trope of the the posters are teal and orange. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm where every poster, like, one side's teal, one side's orange. And there's a reason they do that. They're, you know, contrasting, complementary, secondary colors. So in the, this, they kind of went for that in in all the Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil scenes, except it was a green and a lovely, like, gold uh, oh, yellow. Yeah, yeah. And those two colors together, I mean, the remarkable thing is there was no fucking red in any of this show.
0: Well, it was only hints of red.
1: Yeah, so. except for the credits. You think this should be bathed in red, like anyone like that would be almost stereotypical. Anyone would do that. This thing had so uh, to show Matt's life, it was his beautiful earth tones, greens and golds, and the contrast in oh, Wilson wow, awesome. Fisk's apartment: stark black, white, greys. Oh, you know, this, which now, ties I'm, now, I'm,
0: now I'm noticing it as you, as and, you that, talk and that and that
1: that's it. that's his world. Yeah. You know, even the painting that was, and we realized the painting is because of the abuse he served as a kid. Why he was drawn to that painting is just subtle black and white tones playing with each other. But every time you go to the gym or Matt's life, it's the it's a great like. That single hallway scene was all green.
0: Yeah, you know what? Now that you're pointing that out, whenever he was fighting, it would be green, green and gold, or gold. The buildings would be the shade of gold. Yeah, because of the light, because yeah. of the lights shining down. And they, on they
1: you know, they obviously consciously they're like, this is Matt's color palette in this series. Yeah. This is Wilson Fisk's color palette. You only really see like oh, m- it's gorgeous
0: burgundy red, like in his glasses, his sunglasses, and Wh- like there's in his no ties. Red yeah. Even
1: at the end, it's amazing. There's yeah. no red, which I was like, man, for a, a fucking show called Daredevil about a guy in a red suit, there's no fucking red. Yeah. Uh, and when there was red, it was the it was the blood. Yeah, and it was
0: violent. I, and that's what and that's it caught the next your thing. eye. The violence was amazing.
1: Well, okay, we have to mention up front, I could talk. I could have to do a whole show on that fucking fight scene in the, the, hallway, in the hallway in the second episode. The second episode. Yeah, I
0: love that shit. The single shot where uh, he takes out about twelve to fifteen guys, are, Russians.
1: Are you a fan of the single shot uh, in it movies?
0: Was, you know, I. I've never noticed it until up until this point. And I, and I that was the first time I've ever noticed it. And I was like, holy crap, that this the choreography alone. You fuck that up once and you gotta shoot You gotta that do whole the thing whole thing, thing over.
1: There's a lot of famous ones in, in films. Uh there's a movie called The Player by Robert Altman. It starts with like a twelve minute uh, one shot uh, scene mm-hmm. where it's like floating in the houses. Uh, True detective had a great single shot action scene in their first season. This, I read about it. They did it like 12 or 13 times right. before they got it right. And God damn, is it. It's the whole show is poetic, but mm-hmm. this was just, this is, I love them taking this risk. Like the camera is just floating around and you're floating through the hallway, just kind of looking back and forth. And you know, they do something that, that no other show does in fights. These motherfuckers got back up. Yeah, man would knock him down. Yeah, and they would get back up, and he would have to knock him down again.
0: The fighting was real. I mean, you could see just him. He's just throwing, and this is after he had gotten in that episode. He got his ass kicked and was patched up, so he's pretty banged up walking into this. But he's just throwing, like he's throwing all his weight into the punches, and he's falling down. I love. And he's that. getting up, and he's exhausted, and like that single shot for me as someone that doesn't is not a movie critic or someone that technically analyzes all this shit. For me, it felt like I was in, like it made immersed me in the scene. That's what
1: it's supposed yeah. to feel like.
0: It didn't feel like a move, a uh, show anymore. It no. felt like I w- it was a documentary, and I was on that guy's shoulder, yes, watching this. And I was like, it, f- it made me feel like, like every move, every punch, every kick, every- you got,
1: you got tired watching it. Yes. I love how he swung so hard; he was knocking himself out, he was but knocking it, himself down. It, it was that moment where you're like, this motherfucker won't stop. There's
0: like, a lot of that too in this show. Of that, I mean, that scene being the the one that stands out, but a lot of that where he's. It's not like pretty the fights. Like no. it's not like this wide open space and he's like no. you know, it ballet. Very, very it's very awkward. gritty. He's fighting in a yes. phone booth yeah. where it's like I'm you know, like I, I have to make use of everything around me. I have to jump off the wall to throw a Superman punch, and I have to throw all my weight into these punches, and I have to throw someone through a door, and I have to—I mean, it's just whatever great. it takes.
1: You feel, and you feel you feel the life and death stakes. It's like I either got to do this or the guy's going to kill.
0: Literally, me. and like he has to like step over someone's body that's on the ground that he's knocked out to get to another guy. And yeah, it's—I I mean, all of it, the attention to detail. And I love so the good.
1: camera just waving around, and then some of the action was off-screen, mm-hmm. and I love, even at the very end, the one dude all the way at the end gets up again, and Madison and take him out. Mm-hmm. And the way he's breathing hard, uh, it's unbelievable. You see that this, you cannot, nothing's going to stop him. Yeah. And uh, and, then I, and then I love the one little detail where he stops and he, he lifts his mask up before he goes to see the kid. Right. Because he doesn't want to freak oh, the yeah, kid yeah, out. Yeah, and know he did say And then when that. he comes back out, it's down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, after all that, he thought about, he's like, oh wait,
0: I should lift this up. Like, right. oh my god. What a fucking great scene. I like the way, to, in, in his fight scenes too, uh, they, you know, where they, they don't do the radar vision. And I know a lot of people, I know I read some stuff where people wanted to see the radar vision, but they're not, they don't do the radar vision. They just give you little hints. Like he hears the click of a chain yeah, or he can feel the knife being cut out, you know, pulled out or the gun, like he can smell the, the bullets or something like they that.
1: They do, a lot and they did a lot with soft focus yeah. techniques where you throw it out of second. focus yeah. and then focus in on the ear like yeah. he's hearing something, which yeah. is a great way. Let's talk about that radar vision for a second. So it's a world on fire. I wanted, I was like, how are they going to do this? How much of it? I really, I liked what they were doing it. They weren't going too uh, overboard with the powers being a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man you got to show that radar vision. That's what makes it the, the comic book. That's what
0: makes the character. Maybe and, they'll dive into more of that season, too.
1: And I wish they showed it
0: a little bit more. Well, I like that we got to see it. Well, don't that'll be in our nitpick. Oh, yeah, that's yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Oh, that's what we like. I, okay, so what I liked is I liked that we got to see the radar vision.
0: You <laughs> got to see yeah. the—he the, described that as a world on fire. They
1: did go there, and it was a great analogy, uh, uh, you know, with the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, world yeah. on fire. What did you, I,
0: what did you think of— um, they they tried doing this in the movie, working in the Catholicism with him and being in a in a conf- confessional. But they, I think they did it a lot better here. Yeah, it well, worked. They had more time to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, and you you know, and
1: he in the even going in the, back
0: to the priest over, and over in
1: the books, he has the same relationship. And I love because of course the priest is going to figure this out. Right. It's the one guy that Matt can really really talk to you without any judgment. And uh, some of those conversations were intense, man. Oh, the
0: one where he talks about the seeing, finally seeing the devil. Yeah, in he's like, "Do you
1: believe it?" He's like, "Do you believe in the devil?" Yeah. He's like, and then he tells a story about the Hutu, and, the that, and that prompts
0: Matt to want to kill Kingpin at yeah. that point, or Wilson Fisk. But that that just that speech about seeing the devil, and there this this guy in Africa that everyone respected, and then this warlord comes in and fucking kills him and cuts off all his body. I'm like, damn, that would make me want to. That war- make me feel like. Yeah. There's the devil in people. But then
1: you're like, then, and then the natural question, which he asked, what if you could stop him? Yeah. Meaning what, man? He's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's a great moral fucking conversation because yeah. it's a fine line. They both do want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like the priest kind of almost gave him his blessing. Sort of. In a way. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, that Matt would still have redemption, but man, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah.
0: I, it's one of some one more of my, more of my favorite stuff. Um, the buildup to Kingpin. I, we mentioned this earlier, but no, Fisk, then not mentioning his name. So then in the third episode, when he finally is a, tor- he's torturing this guy, he's putting a knife in the, in this guy's neck, Matt Murdoch is, and then the guy gives up the name and then he doesn't kill him. And he's like, you coward, like this guy will destroy my family, kill all my family and kill everyone that I cared about. And then kill me. He does that to everybody so that no one will ever do this again. And then he offs himself by poking by uh drilling his head into a, a spike. Oh on a, shit! Yeah. Oh shit! Is right because That's great. that that is the perfect build up to someone you've. This we didn't char- even meet him at that we point. We hadn't met him. That that character in the third episode, the guy who
1: smashed his, the guy's head in with the bowling ball. Right. He that was, was built up as a badass. Yeah. Like he was silent
0: throughout and like yeah. very cold, like a serial killer. And then he just freaks out once he realizes that. Matt's not gonna kill him and, yeah. and offs himself by putting a spike through his fucking eyeball. That's the perfect build up to someone. Yeah,
1: and like and then Matt realizes that this, this motherfucker guy, ain't because he didn't give him a name at that point. No. But he knew that now, No, he did. He gave him fists. Oh, he did say fists. He, but he's yeah. like,
0: You should have killed me because yeah. now I'm all yeah. my family's. He knows die. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you know that now Matt knows that this guy is who's running everything. Uh and so how Fist takes everyone down selectively is also great.
0: Now everything gets him boxed in. I mean, there's so many ways. What? So then the fourth episode when we meet Fisk, yeah, finally meet him and obviously we talked about how great Vincent D'Onofrio was. But when he takes out the Russian.
1: Well, he's on a date and yeah. it's, uh, it's going good, but he's really nervous. This is when I start noticing him rubbing his cufflinks whenever he's nervous yeah. all the time. We don't know what the cufflinks are at this point. Uh, And the fucking Russian ruins his date. Fisk is not going to be happy about this and clearly uh, lets him know his displeasure. By using his car door to his head <laughs> yeah. multiple
0: times. I mean, the, that that just showed the Holy the, shit, the violent the, the the mood swings in Vince Vincent and yeah. Wilson. I mean, Fisk.
1: he ruined the man's date. I kind of can't he, blame well, him. He
0: goes, "You embarrassed me." Yeah, he like, did. His pride.
1: Yeah, you know. And I love how the first time we meet him is in such a vulnerable situation when he's in the, the art gallery. Yeah, and when he's dating Vanessa, like yeah. he's li- he's really like a, a a young kid. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. That that's great too because you built they built him up as this evil. Yeah. Mastermind motherfucker. And then the first time you see him, he's in the art gallery, vulnerable, and then he's on a date acting awkward. Yeah. Like it's not. You're like, this is the kingpin? This is the. But then you see him. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is the kingpin. Decapitate someone with a car door and this you're like, is this the is guy. the guy. Oh, yeah. this is the guy. Um, so that was one of my favorite the first time that they uh that Matt Murdock and Kingpin confront each other. I've watched that scene over and over. Wait, but when as
1: out of costume? No, no, no.
0: Out of costume over the uh In the art, in
1: the oh when they talk That's to each other. That's the first other. time they yeah. really do talk to one another. Yeah, that and was cool. What does he say?
0: Whole, well, I mean, they're just basically uh Kingpin's like off the russian kill the russian guy and we'll call it even
1: oh that's right he's like no i'm gonna
0: get you and then they're they're doing this philosophy of uh where vincent d'onofrio's wilson fisk um says uh i'm trying to save the city too at a scale that matters so they're having this moral dilemma yeah or like he says i'm trying to i'm we have the same common goal i can i can appreciate the lone guy doing you know your 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 ideology is what really it makes you dangerous that's what wilson Fitz is saying to matt murdoch but that whole conversation was fucking amazing they do both wanted the same thing they want the same thing but he, he wilson fits wants to do it on a scale that matters yeah he wants to he he yeah. wants to create change on on a city level but he's Matt's got to doing cold. it one by one. Well, person sure at a time.
1: street level he's doing it at the block level he needs yeah. to but he needs to cleanse everything right before he can do this mm mm-hmm. Uh, You know, I got to mention that why part of the storytelling is so great. They uh, tapped into a lot of comic book writers to write the show, which makes so much sense. I mean, you want the guys who do this on a monthly basis and know how to write episodic content like Christoph Gage. uh, He's great. And uh, I think uh, some of them, uh, uh, you know, Bill Everett and Stan Lee created Batman. And I believe that uh, Daredevil, Daredevil. (laughs) not Batman, not Batman. Uh, That's a different show. Uh, no, it's the same show. No, uh, that's a different show. <laughs> that's a different show. Uh, but that's why I loved like the comic book uh, feel of the pacing, like the scene where Matt almost gets arrested by the cops. How you know it ends on a cliffhanger, like that's great, straight out of the I'm comic book. book. Yeah. I love that, and you really like. How the fuck are you going to get out of this now?
0: Uh, comic books in general, I think, are better. It's perfect for this TV epi- epi- show yeah. medium is better yeah. than for a movie. Episo- It's episodic, episodic. Content, yeah.
1: content. It translates better. I don't know why anybody hasn't figured this out until now this way
0: with Netflix. There's just not enough money in it, dude. Yeah. With Netflix, I mean, I think their per average um, show on, uh, for the Daredevil, they were spending like three, three and a half million, million per show. per show. I mean-
1: what what is Thor, a
0: Thor uh, Thor. I think the dark world, the budget on that was 170 million. Oh,
1: well, it's like a hundred. So he could, you could have made 170 episodes of Thor <laughs> or
0: there's just, there's or not enough third, return yeah. on that, but yeah, um, which is why we don't see him more in uh TV shows. But, um, digress and this is the perfect show though this is the perfect character for a uh, a show like this and it's some, not you know, high it's not heavy cgi it's gritty you can film it on you can film on set yeah you can film on location you yeah. don't need a bunch yeah. of green screen and it still looks great it looks great yeah
1: it all goes back to the way the way they shot it like the that feel of uh uh, the they're playing with the focus uh, I love that scene in the cab where the camera is in the middle and it kind of pivots around Oh yeah! and again you feel like you're just in the cab with them mm-hmm. and uh, d- Matt jumps out and you're watching the action through the back is, window is that the
0: episode 3 where he's fighting that guy Uh,
1: it, yeah it was early on oh no it
0: was an episode it was oh, another episode
1: it was yeah. another episode yeah. but it was another they just love taking these creative risks with the storytelling mm-hmm. you know time and time again and I love that shit because mm-hmm. you kind of felt like you were in the cab and you're just f- turning your head mm-hmm. and you're watching him through the back of the cab like you're there. Like It's so good. It was so good.
0: Yeah, that was really good. Um, Back to more Fisk Daredevil confrontation. So the first time they actually physically get into a fight, I thought that was great too, where Fisk it, walks it was in. It dirty. He, that whole episode was great. Where after he'd set them up so that either Nobu or Matt Murdock's gonna die.
1: Well, let's talk about Nobu for a second and that's another Easter egg. Uh, I believe it was a reference to the hand, the it way was. he was dressed, and, and even the
0: weapon he used uh, meant something. Well, you know, instead of talking about the hand, the nobu, let's talk about the guy we didn't go over in the cast shots part, uh, part, Stick.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, so that was one of my favorite, a couple of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh, the Stick one. I think that's episode six seven, or seven. It's yeah. seven. Yeah. That was one of my favorites that I remember the most, like from beginning to end. As a standalone, it's a great episode, just in terms of storytelling. Uh, you can almost watch it by itself, mm-hmm. and, it, you know, and you know, and it's still satisfying mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you know everyone who who reads Daredevil knows that this guy Stick uh, when he was younger kind of finds him and trains him. Stick's a dick, man. Stick is a dick, <laughs> but he is a bad motherfucker, dude. He is, he is a badass. He does a lot uh, of meditating too to stay that and, age, and you know he he uses a lot of tough love techniques <sighs> to teach Matt. Yeah. Uh, but Matt's gonna learn it. You know, you gotta learn to as a blind kid. You gotta learn to go down. You gotta learn to take a hit.
0: Well, no, he's like your dad got your ass kicked all yeah. the time. You yeah. need to get up. Yeah, you need to stop taking get, getting your ass kicked and fucking kick kick some ass right back. Uh, yeah, he was like a surrogate. He was like the what his he was like the other father. To, to Matt. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Like the tough father. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Jack was the, the caring and... He he didn't want him to be any and, part of that right, world. Right. S- Stick was the other side of that. Stick's the like, other side of the coin. Stick
1: him. gave him the... Yeah, he gave him the tough love that maybe uh, his father couldn't give him.
0: But they both molded Matt to be the way he yeah. is today. Yeah. You know, they caring, both- but still a fucking badass. Right. not know? Never to give up. Right. Never to give up, but yeah. to fucking kick some ass too. And fucking get after it.
1: Uh, who was that guy he was talking to at the end?
0: I read up a little bit about who that was, it's someone from the hand, right so yeah, sort of well, this episode it, see that, that that's the only thing about that episode. It, it almost left felt, yeah. it left it it was like a a trailer for another show. Almost. it left a lot of threads open, and it was almost that episode was almost too mystical for me. Well, we were introduced to
1: the Black Sky weapon, which they also talked about, like, briefly in the first episode, I think. Yeah. But uh, I don't really know what it is. It's a kid. It's a kid. It was a kid with powers. But apparently it doesn't matter what the kid is. Like, it could be in any kid and they can reproduce it. Hmm. And did Stick actually kill him? He did. He said he went back and he actually got him, and that's why they were upset. Mm -hmm. So in uh, uh, that guy they're talking to could be a character called Stone. Stick was a member of this uh, group called the Chaste, okay, and they were like badass assassins. Uh, And Stone is just like this big dude who was actually also trained by Stick. So it was interesting that it seemed like he was answering to Stone. Uh, Yeah,
0: it might have been that guy. I thought at first I thought it was Gorgon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. Stone. Yeah. It's something
1: guy. in the chase. They're called the chase, and the guy's name is Stone. But anyway, I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, and then that's it. Like, they just left that open.
0: Yeah. That's going to be something in the. Uh, so
1: they'll have to come back to that. But, you know, you learn how Matt gets some of his badass training.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's because he's got this, he's a mixture of being a boxer and then having the, the training from Stick. Yeah. And then, you know.
1: I wonder what that kid was. you think he has powers. Probably. Like he could just fucking destroy shit.
0: Like, it was the weird. I wasn't expecting guy. the black that yeah. the black guy to be a kid. Yeah. That was a nice I mean, it was different. I don't know. I didn't know what to think because the show had been so grounded in realism. Yeah. And then they It did get kid. a little bit mystical. Yeah. yeah it got so, real mystical.
1: And speaking of mystical, there's another great Easter egg is uh the the heroine that Madame Gao is selling. That symbol on the heroine. It's from Iron Fist, right? It's the steel serpent dude who's a villain in Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. So More she Iron may Fist be stuff. From Kunlun, also I
0: think she is. That's why she's got when, when she's powers. like uh, when she's like I gotta go. I'm gonna leave. I, she, she's definitely referring to Kunlun. Yeah, yeah. Or Somewhere.
1: they were talking about doors opening, doors opening and, yeah. and all that crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so that was a cool. I love that little Easter egg.
0: What did you? Oh, so back to the second confrontation, the actual first physical confrontation between Fisk and uh, Murdoch, I thought was great too.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Wait. So how do we get there? Is fucking Nobu. Kicks
0: the shit out of him. Yeah. first. So that that episode starts out with and, a with with this with the, almost backwards.
1: Yeah. Well, they're intercutting the fight with right, but, the yeah. uh, like the what the story leading up yeah, to it, yeah. which is a great way to tell it. But it, it seemed to like every time Matt got hit in the fight, he was taking a hit in the other story. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of in a way. But dude, Nobu
0: cut the shit
1: out of him. Nobu
0: was motherfucker.
1: Holy shit, dude! And so it was by the time Fisk got there, it was not a fair fight. No, not at all. And he planned that on purpose. Yeah. He's not stupid. No, and he's like huh, I'm, I'm unimpressed he, he's like i thought i was expecting more
0: right he's like this is it so yeah that, that was cool um i guess i'll go to now that i'm on this theme of them fighting i'll go on to their final fight um which i'll have some nitpicks on later but overall i thought um i thought it was good i thought it was a good a good final fight you got to see both their fighting styles in that fight whereas fisk's is a. You know, that bruiser and headbutting and throwing you and Matt's a little bit more acrobatic and punchy. Um,
1: and I wanted Fist to pick him up and he did. That he was did great. He's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking pick you up and body slam you, motherfucker. Yeah. That's what the kingpin would do.
0: Prior to that final fight, too, you notice that speech he gives about the Good Samaritan. Oh yeah, He yeah. kind of embraces being a villain. He's like, you know what? I am the... Uh,
1: what does he say? Oh, man. Now I can't remember. But you're right. He's not, He wasn't the Good Samaritan. No, no, he's
0: not the Good Samaritan. He's the... the Something. He's, he's the, the other one. Yeah, he's the evil or the the evil lurking or something. Right, like that. and
1: he's just uh, embracing it. Yeah, he's proud
0: of it. I think there's a part in the, in where Madame Gao's is to him. She's like, "You can't be both a, the oppressor and the savior." Yes, and so he's and like, he has
1: to choose one.
0: And he's finally realizing at the end that he has to be the oppressor. He has to be the oppressor. That's I like too that he was always like the way the show built it. It was like. The one man against all odds kind of thing. And you really did feel like Matt was up against impossible odds at yeah. some points, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean he couldn't go
0: you can't go to he the cops. Catch a break. You can't go you don't know who to trust. But it wasn't like Stupid, where like all the cops are on with Kingpin, like King, they were they they'd throw in these tidbits where like how many how many uniform guys do we have? Yeah. How many are people are on our side? So, like, yeah. They wasn't the whole force. Yep, it was yep. always like a, they had a few. Like yep. realistically, yep. you wouldn't have everybody. And
1: sometimes they didn't have one of their guys in there. Right. So and then know. sometimes
0: they'd have to and, off one of their guys. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. they like
1: okay, he did this. Now we got off him. Can we just talk about the fucking Wilson Fisk flashback episode? Oh my god! Oh, that was so, so great. Disturbing. And you know they 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 brought that up the the comic books occasionally but they generally don't talk about fisk as a kid and i mean that episode had some of my favorite lines there's parts of the episode that i literally i shielded my eyes i i was too brutal and i was too violent to even think of the what they were doing like i was like holy shit dude i love how it starts with the rolling stones uh Brown sugar, it's mm-hmm. so good. Like it puts you in the mood It get takes you back there. I was like, Oh, great song. So, is
0: that like the 70s or yeah, it's, it's the like, 70s, yeah.
1: and it's like quality stones when they were good. Fucking brown sugar is a great <laughs> song. You know, and his father's running for a councilman, and uh he <laughs> he has some great lines, dude. He gives him, you know, he gives him his first sip of beer, his first taste of violence a little bit, you know. And he goes, You're my son, you should be king, not some fat little pussy.
0: Well, it's funny too that he gives his first sip of beer, and that to contrast with Matt, Jack's. Matt's uh, dad. Yeah, Jack, he gave Jack, him his first sip of whiskey. But he did that so he could be calm yeah. to not fidget during the stitches. yeah, where his, so where his dad st- just gives him beer just to shaking. give him a fucking beer. Like it's that contrast between yeah. the two guys.
1: I so I recently watched that episode Which and one? uh the one with the fist kind of the fisk yeah. origin story. Yeah. So, you know, at the point where he goes to confront the bully with his dad and the and he takes him down and he kicks him, he's like, kick him again. Yeah. Like I am so torn about that scene because it's fucked up and disturbing. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I have been that fat chubby kid who's been bullied. (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I would have killed to be in that position to get get back at a bully, even though it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I could relate. I could relate. I was like, go, little Willie. Fucking kick that bastard. Go, little Willie. Fucking (laughs) kick that shit out of him. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna fuck you up later.
0: Oh yeah, well it does because then yeah. he sees his mom getting his her ass whooped. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, are they gonna show that where wow. she's getting beat with a belt? Wow, and then he. Off some with a wrench and wow. then and yelling, kick him again and he's hitting him with oh a wrench. that's oh the God. part
1: where I all I had to look away a little. Yeah. I love how he makes him sit and stare at the wall, and the wall looks yeah. like the painting.
0: And that's an illusion to live. that. Uh,
1: and you know it all.
0: It and, all. And, just and that's how the show back. kind of ends too, where he's staring at a wall again in prison,
1: in, and 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 has the same in kind a, of stucco, in a white jumpsuit. In a white jumpsuit, yeah. and he's staring at the same kind of stucco
0: thing, and like he just can't. But the what is that called? That painting, the wolf in the woods or something like that. Yeah, it was or a or rabbit in the snowstorm. It was a rabbit in the snowstorm.
1: I love the beginning of the episode where he looks in the mirror and he sees a little fat bloody kid. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was weird. I was like, he's freaking out. And then how they reveal that is, it was so well done. Uh, but wow, dude, that was his first kill. Mm-hmm. And the mom is like, get the saw. Get the saw.
0: Like, <laughs> Alright, well, but you really can't blame it. No, the mom would do that. Though. The she guy was a fucking piece of shit. Well, not only that, and your, your mom's not gonna throw her kid in no. jail and, and he, she was she protecting was beating him. him she yeah. was fucking he was protecting whipped. her yeah he
1: was whipping her with his belt
0: they yeah but that would that would definitely fuck you up as a kid Wilson stepped up though and he uh
1: you know the first swing fine but then he fucking oh, lost it and you saw the darkness
0: wow wow I was like wow dude that's uh and he tells all this to Vanessa and she's
1: like that's okay my love
0: well usually too you don't want to see like a lot of times you don't want to see the origins of villains because it kind of makes them not as bad as they seem. Right. But the way Vincent D'Onofrio played him as a as a stumble, not a, as an awkward uh, dude, this this origin makes sense. Why you he, know, would be he an literally came man. from
1: an awkward, chubby little abused kid, yeah. and and uh, we
0: see oh, and his dad sorry. was running for what congressman, councilman, Councilman. Yeah. so Bill, like you could Bill see fished. that he wanted to. Why, where he would get these aspirations to yep, change things, yep. too. And,
1: you know, the whole time his dad's like, you're going to be great. You should be great. Yeah. You should be king. Yeah. Now look at the wall. Yeah, you're, you're a fisk. You're a fisk. Yeah. You know, he's trying to instill that. So yeah. to see, you know, it makes sense why Wilson is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Uh And then, you know, that leads to that whole bit where they find his mother and then shit hits the fan. Oh, yeah. And then things get bad for Team Daredevil. Yeah. A
0: little oh, bit. Um. I thought, yeah, that scene where he kills Ben Urich was was especially brutal. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen. Ooh, that was, I mean, yeah. That whole episode where, like, they tease that uh, Karen Page is having dreams that Fisk is going to kill her. That got me, dude. Yeah, and then they they kind of... uh, well, and then it
1: all leads into after yeah. uh, Karen, from when Karen kills Wesley, which was huge.
0: Oh, that scene. Heat, yeah, let's you talk know? about that scene.
1: That, you, I, 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 I did not know what was going to happen, but they were getting sloppy, uh, and, the, Will, and Fisk's mom called Wesley. You know, and Wesley didn't tell Fisk where he was going. Nobody knew where he was. Right. And I remember Fisk killed that guy. Did he kill the guard who let him go?
0: No, he beat his ass. Oh, down. yeah, he just
1: beat the shit out they, of him, because he's like, like, you didn't find out where he was going, you idiot. Right. You know, he told me
0: he not to tell him. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, uh, and then they have that scene, Wesley
0: and Karen. They're, and, and they're talking and it's just like, you will like, he's like, well, you're going to, I'm going to kill every single person, you know, Yeah, you know, I'm going to torture them. And then what was,
1: distracted him? Oh, I meant to watch that again. What was the thing that distracted him? And then she grabbed the gun.
0: I don't remember. But, it was a phone call. I think she he might have got a text or a phone call. I think Fisk was trying to figure out where the fuck he was. That's
1: right. It was a phone call, so and he, then like,
0: looked down, and then she. Grabbed and he's the gun. like, "You're
1: not gonna shoot me." Yeah.
0: Well, then he like he plays it coy. Like you yeah. think I? He's really... like, "You think I would give you a loaded gun?" Yeah. And he and fucking then, shoots it. And then she's like, "Do you think this is the first time I've ever you know what the fuck does that mean, dude?" Held a gun before. She knows what a fucking loaded gun feels like. She's got a she's got some well, skeletons. She shoots him once. Did you say this? She shoots him once, which is. Okay. Well, that was Maybe the other thing. Yeah, but again, but same then he thing. he unloads the clip on. She unloads the clip she on. She unloads the whole clip on, which is like, whoa. But I mean, he, that was a great. I didn't expect Wesley to die like that. I mean, he was going to kill her. Well, he he was going to kill her first. He was going to. He was talk, trying to find out what she knew. He was going to find out what she knew, and then he was going to find out who went with her, right? To the to see. Yeah, yeah. Mom. He was trying to find or out to if see Ben Fist's mom. Yeah,
1: if Ben, who was with her, basically, yeah.
0: and she's like, "I'm not going to tell you." And she wasn't was, giving Ben up, and he was like, "Oh well, I'll kill." foggy i'm gonna kill matt i'm gonna kill everybody i'm gonna kill everybody i'll kill you you last and you're last that's great yeah
1: that's always works when you say that yeah you can't what can you say to that but man and then she unloaded the clip and you're like there's some darkness in karen page and uh and she is yet to tell anyone and then the great misdirection in the next episode where you fisk is at karen's and he grabs her and it's a dream that totally got me dude i was like that got me and then i was like
0: oh clever Oh, you knew like when he was sitting in Yurik's uh, room.
1: That, but then I was like, "Oh, this is the real kill of the yeah, episode." You knew
0: that he was going to kill him. He's like, a very calm love, conversation. Uh, it was. You crazy. know
1: what? I love the lighting. The lighting in that scene on D'Anafrio was so awesome. It looked like a comic book panel. Like it was. It, he was sitting in darkness. He had a very also uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now kind of bathed in lighting where. His whole body and half of his head disappeared in the shadow, and you saw a little bit of light enough to model his face. He looked. It reminded me a lot of Brando in Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. but it looked like a graphic illustration. You know, it's the lighting on the show and the shots. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It was so well done.
0: Yeah, and then you knew that. I mean, I didn't. You didn't. Know I didn't that think ben, he was
1: going to kill him, but I knew it wasn't going to be. It was good. trouble. You knew yeah. there was
0: trouble. You were hoping that someone would come. But you knew he was like. But you talked to my mom. You brought my mom. Into Never it. bring somebody's mother into and it. And he, I mean, he strangles him. And just the the way they shot that, where he's he's strangling him with his hands, and the the feet like go limp. He wanted like, to get oh up God. close and personal. It is a brutal way. You know,
1: you don't fuck with Fist's mom. Yeah. And uh, so, how did he find out though that Ben was there?
0: So he found out that Ben was there because he remember he brought it to got his mom out of. Uh, out of the uh, right, but she care. didn't,
1: yeah, yeah, he was taking her out of the house. Did right. she tell him then? Eventually, she must have she, just told him.
0: I think she told him because she didn't really even remember anything. Was it that or no, 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 it wasn't that. Remember, it was because um, Fisk had one person working for the Daily Bugle, it wasn't the boss. Oh, but he Ben was going with that story about Fisk, right? Right, he's like, I went to the lady's mo- I went to Fisk's mom, and this is the information I have that he killed someone as a child, and the the editor at the paper was like i can't run with this you were talking to a lady with alzheimer's oh shit but so it, that, one of the people oh, at the that the desk no the editor was a uh, fisk guy the guy with the beard no it wasn't fisk guy oh it was the lady sitting remember at the end when they're arresting all the people yeah it wasn't the guy with the beard oh it was one of the ladies just sitting it was a random person oh just and sitting she was the still desk.
1: there at that so she would, if so, you walk
0: back she's sitting there oh so
1: she didn't get outed maybe what or she didn't work for fisk she did work for Fisk. okay but she's still there they, no, didn't, they, they
0: didn't arrest her. They arrested oh, her. They that's how you find, find out that she that no, whose she person was, she had she was he had the, at the She was the mole. She was the mole. Oh. It was some random lady, but it was yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it wasn't the person you were expecting. It no. wasn't the editor.
1: He's got like two people everywhere.
0: Yeah. Fist does. So that's how you found, found out that, that uh Yurik that wrote that story yeah. about her. So he knew that Uric, and then remember he's like Ben, who else was with you? And,
1: and like, you know, gone. and it's at that point where I first thought that this is all Karen's fault. And then from earlier, now I'm realizing that she caused a lot of people's deaths.
0: Yeah, so I mean, Karen does inadvertently um, cause a lot of deaths. So that's another confirmation of this. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but yeah, she. she
1: and literally, not until she, she fucks you talked out. about it earlier did I even realize yeah. more how many
0: people. You bringing that up, I didn't realize it either.
1: Fucking then she was fucking caused to die. Like, that's irresponsible of her. Oh, wow.
0: Well. I still like her. That's. Uh, <laughs> well, what did you think of the last episode? Let's wrap this up with talking about the last, last episode. episode. So the show is kind of like uh it was kind of losing a little momentum in my mind, but then the last episode came and then uh you get to see the suit. I like, you know, people were criticizing I kind of like the suit. Yeah, um, it's, that, all
1: right. we're going to get into the nitpicky yeah. because I uh I went through I went through a whole progression <laughs> about what I thought about the red suit mm-hmm. from before the show aired seeing that first glimpse mm-hmm. to then finally seeing it and waiting for it all through all thirteen episodes. Right. To at least we got to see him fight in it. You know, mm-hmm. they could have just not even shown that. Right. You know, they could have done the fucking thing where you see him on the on the on the rooftop, last shot, cut to black. You're like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys.
0: I liked um that last episode. I mean I liked uh Obviously, I brought up the Good Samaritan speech that Fisk Yeah, had. I mean,
1: great fight scene and
0: uh, great resolution, really, to a lot of things. I liked the part where, literally, the part I liked the most is he just jumps up onto the the overturned truck as Fisk is, like, looking up at him. And he's like, you're right. Not everyone deserves a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's, like, that's a great line because uh, Fisk had said that earlier to him. And then he, when they're fighting, he's like, take your shot. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then
1: he says it to him, and yeah. he's just like, "You really think a man in a costume is yeah. gonna make a difference?" Yeah. And then he does the flying leap punch, which was the uh, Superman punch. It was uh, it's a real thing in real life. Oh, it's it. a, it's in like an MMA movie. Yeah, isn't it's it?
0: Superman punch is a real okay. real punch. Um, it's kind of whatever, but um, <laughs> it could almost be a little bit too much. But I mean, by the end of the last episode, I was like, I wish there was more. Yeah, I want to see more adventures with Matt. I want to see. Yeah,
1: you know, they leave us like, uh, still, I was like, Karen doesn't tell anyone
0: what the fuck she did. And uh, him and Karen kind of walk back into the office. This doesn't know who killed Wesley still. No idea. She's going to he's going to be real pissed when he figures that out. You know,
1: he's I think he's blaming it on Gao at the end.
0: Either Gao or Leland. Or Leland, yeah. Well, Leland blamed it on Gao. Yeah, yeah. So he probably thinks it's Gao. And you know what?
1: They were probably going to do that anyways, if you think about it. Like
0: Get rid of Wesley?
1: Yeah, so it's a good kill for Karen. Yeah. Like, she can blame him. There's a bunch of people you could pin on that. Mm-hmm. Because they're fighting back, you know, and he's still got... So, you know, wherever this picks up, Fisk... At the end, Fisk is in jail. Yeah. Who's running his operation? Madam Gao's still out there. The heroin's still out there.
0: Well, yeah. All, I did love apart. the
1: blind drug mules. Oh yeah, I thought that was a great little well, they metaphor, out, symbolic yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, they're not real blind; they're they burn. They, they made them blind,
1: and that not only do they work for them, they're the delivery. And you know that whole hit with the simultaneous blind mules with the uh, bombs mm-hmm. take out the Russians.
0: One more favorite scene that I, before we go into nitpicks yeah. is bef- you know after they're they're in the walkie talk having the walkie talkie conversation in that abandoned house, but um, the Russian guy—I don't know if it's Anatoly or another guy. Um, but it ends up coming around. Even he's three-dimensional and comes around on helping Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I, this is not how I do Yeah. And they're like pulling the sewer out together. And they're like, like they were fighting in I the felt, prior episode. I felt for him, you too. You felt for him, too, even yeah. though he's a fucking evil guy that kidnaps kids and shit.
1: Yeah, he's um, a piece of shit. But then, you know, he was smart enough to realize, you know, who the real enemy is. Right. And I'm going to need this guy's help. And, you know, he, maybe he did, you know, I felt the whole time the Russians were a little bit hesitant as to how deep this was getting. Like, right. I felt like they just, like when they were in the prison, they just wanted to come to America and have a good life. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't control any of this destiny and did things that obviously then you become a criminal. You I do like that, that. He, you don't like, want
0: to do. He like he sacrificed himself too for Matt. Yeah. Like he was like, you yeah, go. Yeah. You go. He's yeah. like, there's no point. Yeah, I'll kill. All, I'll take on. I mean, all he was people. fucking bleeding
1: out anyways. He was know? dying. But it was a good, what a good guy move.
0: Yeah, I mean it doesn't redeem him in no. any way, but it it just shows that these are real. they're not one dimensional characters. Oh, yeah. Every character on here was a real person. So great, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I, you know, and I, again, back to the cast. I like the small kind of small cast. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have to worry about too much.
0: Everyone that they threw into in. added to the show.
1: You know what? That that was good for our general
0: thoughts. I think it's time to get fucking nitpicking. Should we wait? Wait before. So we're gonna stop filleting the show. Who? Huh?
1: <laughs> Let's stop this casturbation, Enough audio dick sucking of the Daredevil Netflix series. We're gonna flip it and talk about what maybe didn't work, what we didn't didn't like. Here we go. Doc
0: Doc, 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 and nerd, nerd.
1: <sighs> ooh, fungus, nerd. So,
0: <laughs> what did I not like? Let's get nitpicky, everyone. Like I said earlier, if we didn't, if we. Didn't wait this long to record the show. I, this segment would have been you a got notes. Long, maybe? I
1: didn't see. I didn't really take notes. I'm just gonna go off uh, what you say. And okay. I have a couple. I have a couple of thoughts. Let's see if we had the same thoughts here. Okay.
0: So the fight scenes. We talked about how realistic they are, which is great. Yes. And Matt, you know, kind of getting his ass kicked a lot. Yes. <laughs> but if you compare this to like other characters in the Marvel universe, I almost felt like Matt was getting his ass. T- this is the problem with the with a shared universe. Matt was getting his ass kicked almost too much. Like if you compare him to even like Melinda from agents of shield or grant ward, like they never get their ass kicked. Like daredevil is like, if, if you're look, if you consider this and this is a part of the MCU, if you are like ranking all their powers, Matt's like on the bottom. Matt gets his ass kicked all the time. I mean, you so you think like a Black
1: Widow could kick the shit yes. out of him at this point? At this point, no one like he can't kick anyone. But ass. it's just year one, Daredevil. That's you gotta, true. You got to give him some time. That's true. But I mean, he got the shit beat out of him
0: a lot, though. He, yes, I, mean,
1: I will say that. Like if, every if, time, if that's
0: the if that's the case, then Shields should be hiring some Russian mobsters to be on there. On you their know what? Thing. Like the Russian mobsters are kicking <laughs> his ass.
1: But like a fighter, it's going to make him tough. Yeah. It only makes him better every beat down. Hopefully it makes b- him
0: better. Makes him better. Um my next fight scene that I thought was very uh kind of weird was the actually the end fight scene. Okay. So when he's fighting Fisk, this whole time it's been gritty and realistic. Realistic. Fisk like charges at him and Matt like jumps over him and like Grabs him and picks him up over his head and I slams didn't him down. I did notice that
1: it did seem to defy a little, <laughs> the, little bit of physics. I was like, "What is going on? Like How did that happen?" you just lifted happen? a three hundred pound man that easily, right? I, I know you're strong, right? But you're not enhanced. But is he? No, enhanced he's not fucking enhanced. Strong? No, he's not enhanced. No. no. So that was weird. That was kind of weird. That almost got. I mean, you know, the show did a good job writing that line mm-hmm. and i feel like they were like let's just go a little bit over for this one because it's fucking up.
0: right on. i mean i literally wrote down the I last- thought about that i was like how did he just flip a 300 pound guy like that with Th- one like two hands that really last true. fight is full comic book mode yeah but it's not in line with how the series has progressed up to that no, point point. Were- and even like so then the reveal the suit i i like the suit but i like the black suit better and i felt like that like they were embracing the full comic book mode at the end but it just it wasn't in tone with the whole series like at the end they build up to this suit and it's this red like suit that's armored a little bit but it's like a one like a one uh, onesie almost and it's not in, it like it looks weird him fighting in this suit after the whole time he's been fighting in a black mask with like a, an under armor black shirt it just feels not in line with everything. No, I,
1: I agree when initially, when I saw that screenshot of it, I was like, Oh, it's got horns. It's kind of cool. It looks like battle armor. Right. Uh, and then, as you watch the show, you really love the black suit. Right. Like, it is sick. It's kick-ass. It's graphic. It's right out of a comic book. You're like, how can you top this? And now... It's it, right out of a gritty comic yeah, book. Yeah, it's though. right out yeah. of, like, an independent comic book. It's not book.
0: out of, like, Avengers. Anything, right. And yeah.
1: and so, and so the other thing everyone is in everyone's mind is it is the Ben Affleck Daredevil suit. That's the last time we saw a Daredevil suit. So, you're kind of like, it's supposed to look like this, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole time, this Melvin Potter storyline is is. Pretty great because Potter is a character in the comic books called Gladiator. Yeah. There was tons of Easter eggs in that scene, you know, and uh, he. It, I love how he went for him for armor. Yeah, it, 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 and did it make kind sense. of makes sense the way the bike helmet. And then when it first showed up, I thought I was like, "Oh, cool! We get to see him fight in it, and it has horns." Right. But then when I watched it again and I thought about it, I really didn't like it as much. It was I don't understand the rivets and the patches. Right. I don't see why it can't be more streamlined. You know that armor. Fisk was wearing the same armor under his suit, and he was not that bulky.
0: Right. And and he was bulky, but what do you, I? It's just too. It's, it's just weird seeing it's like too patchy or something. Well, not even that. It's just for me, at least, it was just it's just weird seeing a guy that was in a black mask like a very realistic thing all of a sudden show up in horns and start fighting someone
1: it's almost like you would laugh at this guy a right. little bit like yeah. the black mask is way more intimidating, intimidating it scares yeah. the shit out of you because you're like well how is he seeing anything
0: cool. well and Devin Faraci brought this up on Badass Digest um, in his review where he kind of nitpicks the shit out of the show and actually doesn't write the best review for it but <laughs> so I, I disagree with a lot of it but Marvel hasn't felt the need to um, explain costumes in their universe but for this one, Interesting. they almost went out of their way to explain that, why he's in a Daredevil that, costume. The
1: costume had an origin, yeah. uh, which they really haven't done yet. Yeah. You're right, in any of their movies.
0: Right, you know, they usually just like, you know what, this is how he's going to look and deal with it. The Spider-Mans have done it. The
1: uh, Some other movies have, kind have done it. But not the Marvel Not the Marvel They're, they're never... usually just like, this is how he's going to dress, and yeah. that's
0: it. We, like we're, we're just embracing it.
1: Well, listen, I hope... Uh, that it gets a little bit of a, a streamlined redesign before because Ben see Affleck's it next. suit
0: was almost a little better. It I almost yeah. was. Yeah. It was it I was mean, there was it was very leathery. But. Yeah,
1: but you could see someone like that in this Hell's Kitchen. You right. know, he, that is the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. You know, for a, a red suit, it's not very red. Mm-hmm. The whole show, like I said, did not have a lot of red. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I thought when you see the suit, it should be super red. Yeah. It Should be oversaturated right. red so that you were the devil that catches your eye. Right. It would add another great color to this palette that they are already uh, have established.
0: Maybe they were worried because when they did the Captain America suit in Avengers, it was too blue and too comic booky, And then you can see now that they've reverted back to more of the armor they look toned Cap- They toned it down. Darker blue. Yeah, so maybe they're like, you know, it'll look too ridiculous. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, it, it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed the black suit. It was a little too just patchy and rivety.
0: Okay, I got another nitpick okay go you ready yeah all right so this is the problem with secret identities yep um the part where foggy and uh, matt are feuding with each other and they're not telling karen what the fuck's going on right pissed me off so much just tell her that he's daredevil what what, they never told her right they never told told her her because is it really protecting her if she doesn't know you're, you're literally just looking at the screen like just fucking tell her she she's a, some, in with you guys
1: I know she's, and they need her help it would yeah. help even more they would have
0: explained things and like I don't know like that's the problem with secret identities in general yeah, on we, TV yeah, you're, just, you're literally this. yelling at the TV like just tell her <laughs> tell her why you guys are feuding because he's the daredevil and she's already likes the daredevil yeah. she's already like he is a good she was the guy that was she was the person that was on his side Foggy was like oh he's a fucking vigilante yeah.
1: well I mean he saved her I think she probably has a, an inkling in a suspicion, she might. I don't already... think she has any idea. You don't think so? No,
0: they, they wrote. They didn't write it like that. Where she had any idea?
1: I think she's not that stupid. She's got to be able to figure. it well, out
0: Well, no, that's a thing though. That's the beauty of Daredevil. Him having nobody's having him... been
1: stupid. I guess.
0: No, well, and, sure. the, and that's the beauty of um, Matt Murdock's character. You would never suspect the blind guy to yeah. be that guy. Yeah. So even you, there's you can, no inkling. You can in literally tell them, and they're like, "Yeah, that, what? get the fuck get out, out, out of here." here. He's blind. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's why, hilarious. why even when Foggy finds out, he's yeah. like, "How long? Are you blind? Yeah. Like, are you even blind? Yeah." Like what the hell is going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, they should. Yeah, you're right. It's. Just, I mean, that's
1: going to cause problems down the road, obviously. But
0: but it's just. I don't. I don't know. I feel like. But it's I a hate when lazy they tell everyone though. though. Yeah, that's the thing. When they well, they didn't tell everybody. No, two people know. Only. Two people know, which is well, good. I they have haven't priest, told. them. Technically, the priest. The priest has an inkling. Kind of knows. Yeah, the priest has an inkling. He pretty much confirmed it. Um. The uh, what? what uh, did what other? Did you, did you have any nitpicks? So
1: for me. The pacing. While I love the slow, delicious burn pacing, mm-hmm. I feel like it could have picked it up just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. It could have been a little bit. Some of the things, uh, you know, it, you could we could have seen some more about some things. You could have tightened it. I don't know. Um.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, but that's a, a, that's a, that's a reaching. I got another nitpick. So as much as we praise Vincent D'Onofrio's performance, oh yeah. Um. By the end of it, I didn't really want to see his ass get kicked. I didn't oh, think he was a villain. They, I know oh, they, I they did a, they did the second to last episode where he kills Ben Yurick is supposed to be the episode where you're like, I want to see this guy get his ass kicked. He fucking killed this guy with his bare hands. But even then, you're like, he kills Ben Urich because the guy... Talk to his fucking mom with Alzheimer's. That's like,
1: why the the fist character was so brilliant. It's one of the most enriching Marvel villains. Because yeah, I kind of felt for him too. Mm-hmm. Again, I could relate with him being a fatty fat little kid <laughs> and growing up, and now he wants power, he wants respect.
0: And we were, but we were never really. This, this is another nitpick. We were never really he clear. Is a murderer, but we were never really clear on what his real plan was. No, that's true. They never fi- told us. He just
1: said he wanted to. He's got to cleanse everything city. to build it back
0: up. But was it a
1: realist? State game was right. it a fucking? They're moving drugs. Was it? Was there going to be a a, a a
0: drug thing? I got the idea. I got the uh, sense that they were building towards him just wanting to gentrify the city again, the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood, yeah, and get it you know back to normal. Oh. Get it, but you know, they never told us because so, he didn't really have like a legit business per se. Yeah, like how do the hell like? When Could, he when he outs himself to the public and he's like I'm Wilson Fisk and I'm trying to help the city like he, how would he draw this on much press? Is he a real estate developer? But like someone that's been in the shadows for this long who is, who would be would who would come out a, to his press conference? No
1: and, and nobody he's not like a Donald Trump guy. No, nobody, no, one knew who he was. Nobody should know who he is. Like literally, it'd be no one that and would. And when he goes, I'm Wilson. To. Yeah, everyone should have been like, who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is Wilson Fisk? But that was clever to preempt. Like it was clever to him. preempt
0: their course, story. Yeah, they had. But him. it didn't make sense logically. That's a good point
1: because he's been trying to not be known and right. so no one should know him. Right.
0: Uh, so then when he outs himself to the public, people should be like, who the gives a fuck? <laughs> who the fuck is Wilson Fisk? He's just some fat guy in a suit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not a, what was his
0: plan? I don't know. He you I, never knew what his plan was.
1: He perhaps wanted to rebuild kind of like an evil Tony Stark build uh, build up neighborhoods and so that was and that control was the, buildings. And that
0: was the uh, what's not drawback of him being such a layered character is that yeah. you weren't didn't really know if you should root against him at all, and now he's in jail. So. Now he's sitting in jail, looking at yeah. a white wall. Yeah. Um, what? Are, what? Are, what were some other nitpicks? I mean, that was. I think for me, that was really it. That was it. Uh, I know the show. I flipped on the suit at the end. I have to I, say, I kind of flipped on the suit too. And the pacing could have been a little bit quicker, but I kind of wanted to see. Um, I mean, they they kind of drew. They the pacing wasn't wasn't the fastest. So I was expecting to maybe see some like villain of the week stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not doing that. Wait, this is not that kind of show. Not
0: that kind of show. But I would I wanted to see maybe like maybe a hint of bullseye, maybe like stilt man, maybe a giant Russian dude. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully we get more like villains. I mean, there was a bunch
1: of bad guys. Technically
0: there was a bunch, but they were all faceless and they're all,
1: people. I mean, no, they had uh Gao and Leland and they were all like the Russians stuff, and yeah. the,
0: the Japanese. But yeah. It was any, all these factions. So they were
1: setting up the factions.
0: You didn't see any like serial killers no. or anything like that. No,
1: I'd love to see uh more gritty or him. Just take out a mugger or everybody. Right. And then, you know, and what she did that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then I also mentioned earlier, like the only other thing was like Charlie Cox trying not to, to force his uh, English accent. English accent. But man, by the end of it, I totally, he he was Matt Murdock. He disappeared in that role for me. So well,
0: do I have I any other like nitpicks? That. Let me look at this. Oh, I, I have thought, one, more, one more nitpick. Okay. I thought we were going to be a lot worse. One more nitpick. Um, That courtroom scene was so good that I wish there were more. Yeah, as a as a lawyer. Yeah, I wish we were we saw more courtroom scenes. <coughs> yeah, that's you know? one of his big. Uh, that's a big thing of his it's character. A big
1: part of his character is that he is badass lawyer. But again, they're
0: starting out. They're starting out. This right. is Foggy well, and nitpicking. Nelson. We're nitpicking, motherfucker. We're starting, was that towards, that was towards the end of the whole series, right? No, it was no. it was a third episode. Oh, We got right. one courtroom scene, third that's episode. Right. That was it. Yeah. we never really got to see him be investigative lawyer. Yeah. You know? Murdoch is brilliant in the comic books when, you know. And he was great those, as a lawyer. Yeah. But Cox played it awesome. Yeah. I just yeah. want to see more of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, they need time for cases. More of that
0: and more more, more Rosario Dawson. That's another
1: nitpick. Yeah. They're going to bring back, I mean, she'll be night nurse. I feel like she may be on the, uh, uh, the the future shows. Luke Cage maybe? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. has to be like, she's a Luke Cage character. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we will see her again. Upcoming. I can't wait for the next series. I can't wait. Uh, they should just make them all. Okay. Should we got uh, um, we... some news and a couple of final thoughts. Yeah, play some music. We'll hit it. Not that. Not that. Hey. Shit. There you go. The Jock, Jock and, nerd and Nerd Podcast.
0: Nerd. Nerd. You almost played the promo I, for the other show. Fuck that all up. It's okay. Don't edit that. Uh, uh, leave a, it
1: in. Apologies, fans apologies. and listeners. Thanks for sticking around. So uh, just to end this awesome Daredevil Netflix show, which was a lot of casturbation. How much time are we at right now?
0: We're at one fifty. So you're at one fifty with us. Thank you for listening this far. Thank you for sticking
1: in for this one hour and 50 minutes. We're almost done. Just a couple of things, and you will be enriched. Uh, The things we talk about here will be in the show notes at jocknerd.com slash eight. What do we got? Uh, Anthony, you want to start with something?
0: Um, Well, there was news right that came out is that uh, there's rumors that Marvel's Defenders, which is uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, will be in an Infinity War Avengers Part two. Yeah. Which is uh, fucking makes me. 2019. Gives me a, a fucking boner.
1: 2019 gives you one of these. Geek boner. That's just
0: rumors, though. What we do know for sure, though, is that Daredevil's getting a fucking second season.
1: Oh, that's in excellent. In 2016. Oh, and that didn't take long. Not
0: long at all. So I, that just shows, I think Netflix is like, yeah, we're getting a lot of fucking
1: However, there awesome will shit be a new showrunner. New showrunner. How yeah. much do you think that will affect it? That guy, Stephen Stephen DeNight, he was great. He was great. Whatever a showrunner does, you did it fantastically, sir. Drew Goddard was kind of evolved too a little, and bit. and he also did a great job. And because um, uh, you know that he has, I love that he's friends with Whedon, and so they kind of have similar sensibilities. Well,
0: I read somewhere that uh, you Stephen, know changing
1: showrunners for Walking Dead was rough in the second season for them, but they pulled it back and they got they came back around. Sir, so
0: I read something that Stephen tonight. Well, he did direct the last episode, and the last episode does kind of end things in like a very neat bow. So some people had some criticisms of that. So with thread, but there's threads open. There's threads open, but like everything got solved really quickly. Like you know, Fisk was outed, and everyone went to jail. That's but, true.
1: Like that last episode, I thought it it like ended before it ended. Yeah,
0: it ended like I was like, oh. wait, this is all done now. What's left? It ended like it ended almost two. Like it was like wait that. That's all it took. It Where's the end of that quick? Give me something a little bit. I need
1: a little. Oh shit! At the very end, just fucking for fun. Yeah. Put it at the end of the credits.
0: So okay. and they say that maybe a, a product of Stephen tonight's directing style. He just
1: wanted to close closure, close it yeah, up because I nice think he's package. got like
0: other experience in other shows. You know what? I
1: can I can respect that in the sense that he's like, look, this is my. Vision, this is my part of the story. I'm just gonna close it off right here. Mm-hmm. Whatever you guys want to do moving forward, you can use this. Mm-hmm. But this thing ends here. We us move forward. You just move on with your thing.
0: Let me get your thoughts though on so seeing this Daredevil character in the MCU with other Marvel. Oh what do, hell what do yeah, you, you dude, want you're into it. You, you tweak that costume maybe a little bit, but he, I think he can hang. He can hang with them.
1: Daredevil, can he, ha- can he hang with Thanos? Thanos fucking dick stomps him. Daredevil definitely <laughs> is buddies with Peter Parker. Yeah. He can be in Spider-Man and vicey versa. Yeah. I want to see Spider-Man and Daredevil. Uh, he's been sort of... Has he been part of the Avengers? He has been in there. Everyone's part of the been Avengers. Avengers. Everyone's been Avenger. Part-time Avenger. Mm-hmm. I think he's just as useful as a fucking Hawkeye or a Black that's Widow. True. He isn't
0: as useful as them. Except I think he gets his ass kicked by Russians more often. Yeah, but than his the- radar. Well, <laughs>
1: he's gonna get better. They
0: played down his radar. I don't. Does he have a radar sense?
1: That well, that's the world on fire. That's technically the radar.
0: They almost played it like he didn't have a radar that's sense.
1: That's wh- How he sees is what the input he's getting from all the uh, other things, uh, everything coming all back his at other him, sentences. all the stimulus coming back at him. He's he sees that that's your radar that's usually drawn in bands, you know, contour line drawing bands in mm-hmm. the comic book. You've seen that, yeah, I've seen it where it's pink lines and it just draws around the, the, the shape of the object. Which I don't know, you could have done that. Uh, nah,
0: no, too much, but too much money.
1: It would have been too much. It yeah. would have been like you'd have to write CGI. Too much
0: I CGI. Um, I, I do envision maybe in Avengers Infinity War, like the city being like fucked up. Like New York being fucked up in like a small crew of defenders, these guys. I mean, kind of Mar- take I love on how, the aliens yeah, a bit. Marvel- hold, it down, hold it down while the real Avengers come back. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Marvel
1: is is great. I see them. They're starting to acknowledge that these things have been happening in the background. Like the comments they made about Spider-Man recently. They're like, look, there's been a kid in New York swinging around in tights. You just haven't noticed it yet. So the way they're playing it is these things do exist. In the background, mm-hmm. until and we don't know about it until we see them, mm-hmm. and it, I think that works. It makes sense. Like yeah. Yeah, easily, this could be he could be in the Avengers, Thor, Captain America, all those
0: movies. Bottom line, I don't know how the other defenders will play out. Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Yeah, but Charlie Cox Daredevil. I want to see on the screen with Tony Stark and After, Steve Rogers. I think him yeah. and Steve Rogers would be great. Oh my buddies. god,
1: they would be. If, if, <laughs> if, if you know, if Downey Jr. is still wanting to make these movies. I would love the the riffing between all of them and yeah. just you throw in Mark Ruffalo, forget yeah. about it.
0: I think he, Charlie Cox himself, Charlie Cox and maybe even Vincent D'Onofrio have earned their place in the um, Marvel MCU movie universe. It's getting crowded. Uh, it's getting crowded. More, you- more so than I think Sky or anyone on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I I agree. I'd rather see Charlie Cox even I though agree even now. though his this show is much grittier than anything else. Yeah. I would love to see how they could intertwine those two yeah. narratives. no,
1: they're they are closer. Yeah. They are closer than uh anybody on Agents of Shield. They're not ready yet. No. They're not at that level. No. And that's because of, you know, just the way it's set up, the way that level is the network level world mm-hmm. and uh that's just how it is, mm-hmm. you know. So the, so That's we, that's fun stuff For the future of Daredevil I can't wait
0: You've, you've been them. reading The Daredevil comic I wanted to just quickly Before so we before go Before we go Tell the, me what's going on In the Daredevil in comic In the actual Daredevil comic book You're telling me It's different Way different Than what's going on In the, the TV show
1: yeah. yeah Or where Daredevil Has been in its history And it's yeah. wild It's great It's wacky It's different They Basically they've rebooted Daredevil twice In the last three years
0: What do you mean rebooted? Well
1: they started At number one again Oh okay And then Uh, uh uh, really the creative team of Mark Wade, Chris Samney is they're so good uh, as writer and artist like the art's been great so this is 14 there was another series before them whatever that ended but the story kind of continues
0: before you get into this I mean everyone else every person that's listening to this podcast is probably turning this off no because no. they're getting super fucking nerdy no listen so listen into this
1: this is this is uh, <laughs> this is just to compare how different it okay. is where Daredevil is in the comic books and you might want to pick it up because it's a really good read right. uh, what Marvel does great is they have introduction splash pages and it's pretty much the a- Last time on Daredevil. Okay. And so. I'm just going to read this real quick. It will explain everything. And then I'm going to show you this crazy costume that Matt likes to wear. Okay. Previously, after years of maintaining a secret identity to protect those he loves, Matt Murdock has come clean to the world. He is Daredevil. His heightened senses, including 360-degree radar sense, are now a matter of public record. In order to protect his best friend, Foggy Nelson, from Daredevil's enemies, Matt very publicly faked Foggy's death. Then he moved to San Francisco, where Matt opened a new law practice with his new girlfriend, Karen McDuffie. With his identity out in the open, the man without fear is constantly in the public eye. He's even landed an eight million dollar book deal. Still, though, Matt has been wary of his frame, of his fame, wary that one of his enemies might attack those close to him. But when Kristen finds an arch foe of her own, Matt begins to realize having enemies may not solely be a Daredevil problem. Basically, he said in court that he's Daredevil. Everybody knows Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Oh wow! Foggy had cancer. He faked Foggy's death. They moved to San Francisco. But Kristen McDuffie, his girlfriend, her dad wants to write a tell-all book about Daredevil. That's pretty wild. So, and he's in San Francisco, which is hilarious because there's no fucking buildings or high rises to jump off of. So he finds it hard to get around sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, awesome. Because like, if Spider Man was there, he'd be like, "There's dude, there's nothing to fucking swing off of here. How am I? I'm gonna have to get an Uber. How am I supposed to get around?" <laughs> so Matt, uh, and it's hilarious. He's falling on his ass. So. He decides to embrace lawyer Daredevil. It starts out with there at a, a courtroom and he's late and he's swinging in and you think it's Daredevil. And he goes, sorry, your honor. Couldn't help it. But I'm here now. Daredevil for the defense. Oh, wow. He is now calling himself
0: Daredevil. He shows up in a red uh, suit. Yeah. Red. I saw the It's a red three piece suit with a red tie and a black shirt. That's pretty ridiculous. And his hair is cut short. He does not even wearing his glasses. He's going to call himself as the lawyer, Daredevil. Wow. That's like almost um, Spider-Man-esque, the way the the, the lady on this panel is reacting to him. Isn't that crazy? She's like, that's corny
1: she's like oh <laughs> good lord yeah. so the you know this is totally new like just came out it feels
0: like so I, from what i've heard that mark wade who's writing the current era he's made it a little bit more fun it's not as gritty it is it's uh it's, it's not as frank miller it's
1: indie comic-y which yeah. is great and it is a lot of fun it's it's light-hearted it's nothing like the show huh no it's <laughs> like what de- the show is like what it used
0: to be right
1: but uh what wade has done is so good well the got- show
0: is like what it used to be yeah but then what it started. used to be when it first no when it first started he was wearing that yellow costume That's and it was true. just wacky, and
1: it was a little more like what it is yeah, now. No, so, it there's, like, no. you know, if you it all like, all comes full circle. So, basically, if you like the gritty Daredevil, check out Man Without Fear, Frank Miller's trade paperback. Mm-hmm. If you want to see like a fun throwback, it is very vintage, retro Daredevil. Great storytelling, great art. by the new trade paperbacks uh, of the Daredevil. We'll, we'll have
0: that in show notes.
1: We'll put that all that in the show notes, which you can find at jockanerd slash eight. Man, I think
0: we've covered it. I think we've done everything What do you think? Jock and Nerd!
1: I mean, what else is there?
0: There's nothing, man. We've been
1: fucking talking for a long time. If anyone is still listening, thank you very much. Thank you. Send us your comments, your thoughts. Call the voicemail line, 312-248-4376. That's 312-248-HERO.
0: You can also email us at show at com, or you can tweet at us at jockandnerdcast as we've been uh, casturbating throughout this whole episode on Daredevil a lot of a lot of casturbating and if you like what you've uh, heard um, go on to iTunes Stitcher give us a nice review and subscribe please
1: if you just go to jacquettnerd.com slash review it'll take you right to our iTunes page you can rate us and review us we'd love it
0: yeah that's it man
1: uh, yeah you good let's blow
0: this wait wait wait, wait. you gotta do the outro dude uh, where you where we say our fucking names and shit I'm Imran I'm Anthony. He's the jock. And I'm the nerd. Ace. Wait, that's not right. Wait, he's the nerd. <laughs> I'm the nerd. You're the nerd. I'm the jock. I'm the jock. I'm Imran. You're a nerd. He's the, he's a nerd. I'm Anthony. Oh, you know what it is. Jock and nerd. you <laughs> <I'm> a nerd. <laughs>